0: Let the body set the floor, let the body set the
1: Welcome to episode eighty-four of the Viridian Heresy podcast. My name, as always, is Jody. I am your hostess with the mostest, and tonight we have another recording with our Patreon group. As Freddie has come back from um, the deep, dark sands of nowhere, we can talk about, but he's also in the midst of painting one of the um, one of the Rathalanis, making sure his marriage is in one piece, as we all try and do when it comes to hobby, and you know. In general, just trying to do 101 things in the time for about 50. So we've got the Patreon crew on again. We've got a full house, a relatively full house this evening. Um, so I'm going to go around and introduce everybody. And you guys can just do a quick hello and introduce who you are. Um, so starting at the top of my list, uh, we have the lovely Garrett. How you doing, buddy?
2: Good, good. How's it going, guys?
1: Not too bad at all, man. Not too bad at all. Um, you were on our last episode. You've been on the podcast before. Um, and you are hailing from where in this lovely heresy world of ours?
2: So I am in beautiful Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the nation's capital. Um, yeah, the great white North splattering the, uh, the white snows with, uh, starday's blood. (laughs) <laughs>
1: love it love it um, he, he's on the the true side of the of the war master so we're all good there um introducing next we have the the lovely lucas how you doing bud
3: excellent as always
1: good there whereabouts in the this hobby world do you hail from
3: my friend i'm from the best country in the world texas
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, nobody's arguing i'm just saying <laughs> this is brilliant
2: are you North or South
1: Texas? Is the question, man.
3: North Texas, in uh, the DFW area. Yeah,
1: fantastic. And then we have on the on the, the sort of slightly closer to my home hometown. We have the, the wonderful Spuddy. How you doing, bud?
0: I'm doing great, Yasman.
1: Yeah, and, and to let our lovely listeners know, where where in this hobby world do you hail from?
0: Uh, from Newcastle upon Tyne in North of England, uh, home of the Toon Army.
1: The good old North. Where it should be, even even though technically I'm from the south, it is north <laughs> because I, I am from the southwest, so I'm, I'm my own kind of special. Yeah, um, and as always, I'm hailing from the wonderful land of the White Walkers over here in Sweden. Um, so tonight, what we thought we would do uh, is we thought we'd have a general chat about um, one of our favorite, one of the favorite topics in general: films, movies stuff which we watch when we we are painting or out in general or just hanging about and having killing some time. But we're going to talk about stuff that relates, what do you find that relates to the hobby? God knows there are about 50 films just off the top of our heads that we're ready to talk about. Um, And as we said before we started recording, there's probably going to be a lot of them that sort of all we all choose are probably the same. But what really inspired the idea for the conversation was, um, I think everybody now knows that there is... I think it's Eisenhorn they're doing um, yes. a book series for. Um, they're actually going to produce that live for television, which I'm interested about, and we, we're going to jump in and talk about before we do that, because we always do this when we're running an running a episode. We're going to talk hobby progress and what everybody's been up to. So I'm going to throw it to, where do we start? Spud, what have you been up to since we last talked, bud? It's been a couple of uh, weeks.
0: Yeah, I've just been finishing off getting the last couple of models painted for Company of Legends for next weekend. And they're sure. sending off me two lists for nice. them, so they can review them.
1: Oh yes, the old uh, list review process. It's always a yeah. good, so always a fun part.
0: Yeah, they, they've actually released the, the podcast going through everybody's lists and rating them where they're off for the uh, priority list or the oh, naughty wow. list, as we like to call it.
1: So oh yeah, they. God, sorry, Lucas. What were you saying, bud?
3: They do a thing where, like, they. Yeah, they'd like rate everybody's list and then they basically like pick a top three nastiest lists or something. Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah, they 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 put put it against like what a standard list they think is and there's a cut them guys plus a couple of other guys who review it and see what they think out of the score system sort of thing and whoever gets the highest scores goes on the list. But the review it over the weekend. but they review it over the weekend anyway because I was on the naughty list last year. And uh, by the end of Saturday, I was off the naughty list because I didn't didn't win a single
1: game. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you find yourself now, my friend? Are you on the naughty list at the moment, or?
0: uh no, not right now. But I think I may be back on it by the end of Saturday because <laughs> 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 I've I've learnt a few tricks since last year with me wolves. So
1: ah, point of pride, you're going for the naughty list, is what you're saying.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I'm going for the wooden spoon as we point the prize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. But if I have to do it by going on a naughty list, then I'll do that.
1: Do it, man. Do it. Just just get on there. Whatever whatever yeah. counts. Go for the spoon, man. Go for the spoon.
3: Oh, I am. He's, I am indeed. He's lack. He's lose at all costs. <laughs> at
0: all oh, costs. yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll run everybody in. I'm just a world eater in disguise, really, because I just charge everybody forward and forget about it.
1: See, well, I told you, all you have to do is stop uh, painting them white and you're fine. Put a white base coat <laughs> on them. Put some proper Sorry. markings on there. Paint the shoulder <laughs> pads blue. You're golden, mate. What are you worried about?
0: Sally, I don't do that. I'll just spray them gray and that's them done.
1: Oh, shocking. Shocking. <laughs> oh, Lucas, buddy, what have you been up to in the hobby recently?
3: Um, I I ran an event a couple weeks ago that... Um, used Adeptus Titanicus and 30K in the same event. Uh, We had the wall that, I don't know how many are familiar (laughs) with this, but from Heresy Camp here in the US last year, one of the guys ran this game where he had this big wall that he had made out of bastion kits and they defended it. Oh, Michael from
0: Rio Joffrey and Esteban.
3: Yeah, we actually had that. My one of our guys was the one who made it and owns it. So we used it and then he 3D printed a wall that was identical to it in eight millimeter. So we're using the same wall section and they're playing on it in 30k and they're playing on it in eight millimeter in Adeptus Titanicus. And uh they basically had to like infiltrate sections of the wall through these like centurion games and they would take over sections and then they could use that to attack the titans that are defending the wall and then we had a bunch of missile platforms that were like outside that they had to take and then they could use those in the titanicus and it worked okay it was pretty cool
1: that sounds freaking amazing actually that sounds like a whole lot of fun i mean how, how did it work from your point of view was it fun was it
3: um we're the only thing that i have to say about it negatively is that we're kind of limited in the events that we run on time where we can't play three rounds in one day so sometimes it's difficult to make a compelling continuous narrative with two rounds yeah i got you it's it's tough to give somebody a bonus from what they won in each game because they're only going to ever get to use it once And then the second game, you can't give them any rewards except for next time because they only have two games. So that's the only thing negative. But other than that, it worked really well. It was awesome. The guys that were doing the Centurion game had a lot of fun. They actually played a 2v2, 2,000-point Centurion game, and they had World Eaters and World Eaters versus Imperial Fist and Raven Guard.
1: Oh, sounds amazing!
3: So it was really fun. The World Eaters were running at the gates, and then the Imperial Fist and the Raven Guard were trying to stop them. So that was really fun.
1: That sounds really, really good fun. Uh, Were were you? Which were you? You said were you were you running, or were you you actually in playing as well? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh, So I played the. I played in the Titanicus. Uh, That's my that's the thing I'm really having a lot of fun with at the moment is pe- playing and painting Adeptus Titanicus. Um, I'm still in 30 K, but, um, if I can play Titanicus, I'll play Titanicus.
1: Yeah. I, I got told off the last time we recorded that I, it's the one game I should be playing that I'm
3: not. Yeah. It's the best game you're not playing.
1: Yeah. So apparently followed very, very quickly with, uh, with Necromunda as well. So
3: yeah, I've heard that. Um, We're we're supposed to be starting some kind of, my local is supposed to be starting some kind of necromenta campaign, but I don't know. I got a lot of projects and
1: (laughs) they want to start
3: in a week or two. So, Uh,
1: yeah, just, yeah, no, you're good. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just mentally just going to go, which is the quickest gang to paint? And I was about to lack, yeah, black with some wasty pasty skin. Right,
3: yeah, that's about it. <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll say the dirty word and I'll paint them with contrast.
1: It's not a dirty word. Uh, <laughs> I am using it right now. It's
3: not. No, I joke. actually, I used it to paint. And that's what. That's the other thing I was going to say for my hobby progress is I used it to paint a house of irony for Adeptus Titanicus. Oh yeah, and I love the warp lightning. Contrast it is really good. Ooh, I painted okay. over silver, and it looks great really nice yeah because i i have a lot of experience with painting clears over silver i have a huge alpha legion army so i've used the Tamiya clears a lot and i think for small projects that don't have big flat panels i think this is just as good yeah yeah i mean
1: it, it sounds like and it's, it's way just,
3: easier to use
1: it sounds like it's quite uh quite set for something like titanicus then
3: yeah for the little knights with all that little like detail that it, it works really well Nice.
1: Well, I'm am t- taking notes. I'm taking notes. If that's the case, I shall I shall work on those ideas. And if and when it ever gets around to doing Titanicus, I've, I've still got to paint up an army for 30k. So I'm I'm, I'm getting there slowly. It's in the to do list. Uh, it's in the to do list. And Garrett, buddy, what have you been up to? Because we, we well, actually, the last time you were with us, you talked about something you were going to. Uh, uh, I kind of you?
2: Yeah. So it's. Two quick comments before I get into that. Okay. So, Necromunda, to anybody on this podcast, or any listeners out there, if you're not playing Necromunda, you should be, because it's awesome. Okay. Okay. As somebody who plays a lot of the game, it's super fun. Uh, Second thing, just a thought that occurred to me, you said Freddy's back, but but he couldn't be on the show. Be, last yeah. time, last time we recorded, he was he was away, and you were saying uh, he was out in the desert somewhere. Did Freddie blow up that oil field? Because like I feel like Freddie was gone, <laughs> the oil field blew up. Whoa, like, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs>
1: there is nothing. That's
3: like- upset, mate.
1: There is nothing, <laughs> I, I can neither confirm nor deny any Iran
2: Iran is adamant that they did not so I'm just thinking like I anyways I, think I know like, we, yeah I know we can't discuss it but I mean. Look, man, I
1: know I know look, I can neither confirm nor, nor deny it I know we were talking about using drones for recording like, images on <laughs> tables, but that's all that we were talking about okay
2: the coincidence <laughs> is just staring me in the face
1: yeah true i get that i'm just trying to avoid the coincidence just just walk on by man walk on by <laughs> um,
2: so yes. yeah i did, did so yeah
1: <laughs> so
2: yeah i did go to a, i did go to an event last weekend it was uh it was really good it was uh it was a three-day event at a camp that the organizer had rented uh, along the same lines as the rfi sort of thing um and yeah it was it was really great uh i think the next hobby thing i'm going to get into is uh building another night because i won a night at the event the prize support at the event was was so crazy like everybody walked away with super good shit and like i got in on the early bird to pay for the weekend and it was 250 bucks canadian And that, you know, covers all your food, your your lodging, and, and everything. And I walked away with a with a night titan, which is like, you know, in Canadian dollars, that's so like a it's like a hundred and seventy dollar kit. And a lot of people walked away with super good shit. So that's what I'm gonna be working on next. I actually bought a Legio models uh, resin upgrade. Ooh, so nice. I I needed to go buy a uh, like a plastic chassis of some sort to make use of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, winning that night was awesome. Awesome. Uh, another awesome coincidence.
1: Which night? And, which night was, uh, it the, was it the plastic
2: night kit? Or was it the... Yeah, it, it was just the, the Mark One night, the first one that came out with, like, the thermal cannon and the battle cannon or whatever. So uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to arm the night. But, I mean, like the, the, the main, the crux of it was, like, getting a chassis... So I could use that Legio Models uh, uh, resin upgrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and if anybody is not aware, shout out to Legio Models. You should look them up because uh, their their upgrade kits for Knights are are insane. Like, they have so many different kinds, like Loyalists. They have Chaos Ones. They have... Uh, no. I am
1: literally
2: looking at
3: them right now. That is
2: yeah. a lot. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: That's I was gonna ask how do you
3: stuff. how do you like it because there I haven't been super impressed with the 3d renders but I realized that a physical product is much different
2: yeah so um, it's actually I haven't looked at it too closely because I hadn't I hadn't got the night yet like I figured I'd be buying a night I won that one last weekend so I haven't looked at it closely but I mean as we all do when something cool comes in you you sort of take it out quickly and look at it and make sure it looks right and everything and the detail. The detail is super crisp. Uh, it's okay. definitely it's definitely a quality product. Like the guy, I'm not sure I'm not sure what he's doing. I think he's casting them. Like, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a print. It's definitely a cast, or at least it seems like it's a cast product. Um, but yeah, they're they're uh, it's the first instance of one of their pro- products that I'm going to use. But from what I've uh, from what I've read and seen, uh. They're really people really like them a lot, so I cool. Admit,
1: I'm looking at the kits now, and the kits look really interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, I would be interested to see what they look like on an actual model because, yeah, I see what you mean about the, the renders. Look, some of them look really good, some of them look a bit interesting. Uh, and that's just anybody's listening, that's legiomodels.com. Have a look at them because they've got some really cool bits here and there um i'm looking at of all things i'm looking at the what is it called the dark mech kit
2: yeah that's that's the one that i'm going to build the dark mech one really
1: that i need pictures of that when it's done dude that yeah that looks very cool (laughs) and they've got lots of cool things like really funky axes and stuff which perfectly fits what we were talking about earlier with the um uh with my plans for I'm uh, upgrading some knights, so awesome! I now know where I go to get really funky bits to to build stuff with. I'm happy. <laughs> but that's cool, man. Well, congrats on picking up that. Was it just a random draw, or was it? To, to do yeah, with so the, they
2: they took a pretty progressive uh, attitude towards prizing. So um, they pretty much made everything a door prize. So. Uh, there was no while while there was a painting requirement which was appreciated uh, everybody's stuff looked really good uh, there wasn't somebody walking away with something specifically for painting or specifically for a best general or um, or sportsmanship or anything. Uh, it was all just names in a hat drawing everything out so uh, that's really cool too because. You know, I'm never going to win a best painted. I could take a crack at sports, I guess, and you know something like a best general or or a, a reward, an award to reward good play. I mean, that's not something that's going to happen. So, um, I'm not sure if they'll end up doing that for their next event. It was it was a bit of an experiment, but uh, I think overall people sort of liked that um, that way of doing it because, we're, like, we're all there. It was a very free form event. Um, and the focus was was very much uh, like casual, have a laugh, play game. Like we, nobody was really looking to beat face. Um, and yeah, having a, a very like uh, f- fair, I guess not fair, but a very um, what would fair, be the right country. word? Like just a, it's not even democratic, but a very, a very. Uh, I don't know. Help me out, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, even I guess like everybody had a, everybody had a fair shot at that first draw, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, and right, even so... the people down at the bottom, even the people down at the bottom, were getting very good uh, prizes, you know, gift certificates and all kinds of good shit. So nice. Um, yeah,
1: that sounds awesome. So how big was the actual event
2: itself? Um... So we had uh, twenty, like I think I want to say twenty-one or twenty-two guys. So uh not a massive event, but um, for the vent like the venue, the venue could have probably supported a bit more, and I overheard them talking about whether they wanted to expand or keep it at roughly the same level because at that sort of like in and around twenty dudes and like you know ten tables, we had a lot of space to uh, you know for for putting armies on tables and just generally like room to eat and room to just. Sit down and chill out, and not be uh, climbing over people. So it was uh, it was an appropriate sized event for the venue that we were in.
1: Sounds awesome.
2: Yeah, sounds awesome.
1: What was the sort of format? Over was it just sort of pickup games, or was it um, organized in any sort way? For, as far as the games were concerned, how did it sort of play out?
2: Yeah, it it was not like it was uh, the meals were scheduled, um, but. Uh, between like early morning and breakfast and then through to lunch and then after lunch and and after dinner till as late as anybody wanted to play you could just set up games so there was no round structure it was you know you you could I think I played four games over the weekend which is really which is not a lot right but I did a lot of a lot of sitting around and boozing and uh, sorry, sorry.
1: Please recast re- 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 that as you sat around and did a lot of hobby talking with a- with a drink in your hand.
2: Yes, with a with an <laughs> <some> orange juice. <laughs> I
1: don't care if it's beer or, or hard liquor. It's just you know, it just makes you sound like alcoholics. We we're, we, we're not alcoholics. We're tactical hobbyists.
2: <laughs> so yeah, like you could you could play as many. You could, I'm just going to move on. I'm just going yeah, to move
1: on. Let's just move on. Let's just move on.
2: let speak for yourself. uh but uh uh, no so you could play as much or as little as you wanted to um and uh and uh results were sort of tracked i think uh loyal uh traders were up it felt like the entire weekend and then uh i think loyalists came back and scraped out an overall event uh victory but um yeah, it was it was it was super. The terrain was awesome. It was a well-run event. Prizes were were super good. Um, the food was good. It was great. Uh, anybody, I, I said last episode, but anybody who is in uh, like Ontario, um, uh, upstate New York, Vermont, uh, Quebec, uh, if you're not aware of uh, Horace Heresy in um, in Kitchener Waterloo. That's a group on Facebook. Uh, they run really great events, and you should look into them for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's it's another one that if they do it again for next year, it's another one of those that sort of started to appear on the map for uh, hobby destination vacations. Yeah, right. Get out there and do a do a hobby, hobby destination. I mean, you've got Heresy Camp. You've got, I have to say, I think things like the Company of Legends events. Uh, definitely one of those that uh, I know a couple of the guys from a few of the guys from over here in Sweden have gone to. I know Jens yeah. has been over a couple of times, uh, for example. We've talked about it, um, you know. And obviously, if there's something up in Ottawa now for the for a Canadian Heresy Camp, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, we've we've talked about the idea, thrown it around a bit about over here, but we have at the moment we're just focusing on making Scandus the event we can make it. So. Our big end of year blowout, but you can always come over and spend a couple of days and hang out, and then come and play Heresy and hang out with us and nut jobs for um, you know the weekend if you really want to, because we're all we're all crazy. So it's it's we're all, well, I am at least certifiable. Um, but that's, <laughs> all the, that's I've got the piece of paper to show it and everything. Um, <laughs> but that's but that's where the fun is, right? That's what it's all about. But um, it sounds like it sounds like an actually epic event. I mean, I was really interested when we talked about it last time. Um, about what was uh, what was there and uh, what was going to happen so it sounds like they've really knocked that one out of the park
2: yeah it was uh, it was super fun uh, one uh, maybe just one more uh, little tidbit to sort of give you uh, um, a sense of maybe how this event would be different from other ones so they um, they they really wanted to raise money for um, or not raise money, raise uh, uh, supplies for a local food bank in the area, so um, they wrote into the players' pack, um, they called them uh, fleet support or something, so everything from, like, a fluff perspective was written in to represent, like, your fleet operating in the system that your army was fighting in, so if you donated food and they took food donations at, the, at like, the Friday evening when everybody was arriving, um, you would get a chit per donation, and then you could spend those uh, over the course of the weekend to do various things. So, like, if you, if you, if you spent one chit, you could get, like, a, a signal boost to represent, uh, like, a re-roll uh, of a reserve, and then you mm. could spend you could spend things to bring in, like, uh, Fire Raptor or Xiphon to do, like, an airstrike. Um, and then you started getting into, like, munitions that your ship could fire onto the table. So, like, they had just, like, a conventional high-explosive orbital bombardment. Um, and then, like, macro-cannon batteries, uh, lance strikes, which I saw a couple lance-strike bombardments, and they were... Fucking devastating, like. Uh, but they're expensive too, right? Like the Lance Strike, for instance, was twenty five, twenty five points. So you'd have to donate twenty five, you know, cans of of non perishable food or or whatever uh, to get that ability. So they they released the player pack. And I looked at it before the event, like a couple weeks before the event, and I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, ooh, virus bombs. 40, 40 points, and I was like, "Do I really want to go and get like forty cans of non-perishable food?" And I was like, "Ah, fuck it! I'm just going to go do it." And no. I bought, <laughs> I bought forty cans of beans. Showed up. I got my forty chits. Maybe I should. Just, I'll, I'm going to read the virus bomb rules really quickly because you guys will get a kick out of it. It was, it was insane. So not only was the virus bomb uh, attack uh, super like devastating on impact like it would it would ravage the field but then it would also poison that table so for the rest of the event and they didn't really want people using them on the friday night to like so we would just be fighting over poisoned battlefields the entire weekend like they sort of discouraged people from using the persistent uh abilities if you want to call it that on the friday night so they're like don't virus bomb anything tonight guys please but
1: <laughs> please, so, anyways, please so, if,
2: <laughs> so launch virus bombs so the player selects a table that does not have the airless environment battlefield special rules. so other other things would create this airless environment thing um so anyways resolve all effects on phase one rules uh and make the table a phase one yeah so like when you virus bomb the table it would basically go into phase one virus bombing and then you could do things like shooting orbital bombardments and then like a lance strike at a table that had been virus bombed like sort of like how on van 3 right they do the virus bombing and then they set the atmosphere on fire by doing the uh the conventional munition bombardment Yeah. So anyways, just the Phase Mm. 1. So all non-vehicle models on the table. So you're rolling for every model. And any non-vehicle model inside a vehicle with a transport capacity that had previously suffered a penetrating hit that had not been repaired. So basically, if if your iron casket is breached and the viruses can get in, immediately count. uh, So every model hit by a weapon with the following profile. Strength 1, AP 3... Assault one, uh, invulnerable saves cannot be taken against this attack. Flesh bane, instant death, rending. <laughs> so, <Bizarre. laughs> so it would. I saw. So I was thinking to myself, <laughs> should I use this? Like uh, I was playing a game on 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 Saturday morning, and I was like. Like, playing Death Guard, it's actually not bad. I was thinking it wouldn't be too bad to virus bomb my own table because it's a it's a flesh pain attack. I'd be getting my feel-no-pains against it but it up, yeah <laughs> yeah so it while it would still be like horribly devastating to my own troops i was like oh should i do it shut up and i started walking around and threatening people like i'm gonna virus bomb your table guys just to let you know like you're on my short list of virus bomb targets and they're like what, what are you talking about <laughs> you I was like asshole, we haven't done we haven't it, done too. anything to you and i said yeah exactly you haven't done anything to me <laughs> that's not the point so anyways i didn't ultimately <laughs> i didn't ultimately virus bomb a table but some virus bombs were going off on the sun day and and it was a really it was a really interesting idea so like it's a good cause right to to raise some some resources for a local food bank and uh and sort of give people uh some interesting things to do in an environment that's sort of open to that right because if you had a really competitive event and you know you're playing somebody and they really they really valued that victory laughing to yourself and being like oh i'm gonna virus bomb the table next turn just to make you aware that guy would freak out right he'd be super pissed he'd be like oh this is so unfair i don't have i don't have access to that like but everybody is sort of on the same page we were there just to have a blast so we literally had we had blasts all over the place virus bombs and orbital strikes and it was uh i hope i hope they keep that for their next uh weekend long event because um I think it was very successful. There were hundreds of of uh, food donations. So, uh, give 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 nerds the ability to buy uh, WMDs, chemical weapons, to use on their friends uh, uh, plastic men, and they will do it uh, in a happily. Yeah, 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 for
0: sure. <laughs> De- definitely for death god.
2: I'm yeah, so, yeah. I'm
1: so glad that this that this recordings don't get pulled right away for word for word searches. <laughs> <laughs> My door would be getting kicked in right now. <laughs> just, I'm just waiting for the chopper lights to come through outside, and it's like, bang! To it's like, yeah, I can have to quit. <laughs> Three, two, bang! That's.
2: Has anybody heard from Jody? Why isn't he responding to? Why is he responding to his phone? Has yeah, anybody seen him now? in a federal prison?
1: Yeah. Not since
2: episode eighty-four. <laughs>
1: yeah, we haven't heard from him in a while, and yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it's totally possible. <laughs> it's totally possible, though, If it happens,
0: you should live stream it. <laughs> so we can see Don't what happens. Don't
1: fucking wish that into the world, man. Don't say that shit. That, that,
0: that, no. Well, That's YouTube funny. has been done by us.
1: Yeah. Don't. Just, just, just stop it all right i will however have live broadcast ready to go just in case because <laughs> oh, yeah, the area 51
3: live stream was disappointing to say the least so oh, we yeah. need you to pick up the slack oh,
1: so well, that's,
0: it.
3: Where, that's where freddy was wasn't
0: it <laughs> oh there you go
1: yeah that was freddy you saw naruto running through he has no idea what it was <laughs> I was just friendly doing it in the room to run through just going, look at me boys, I can do this
3: <laughs> That man's a national treasure
1: Yeah, he's going to kill me the next time he sees me <laughs> <laughs> Oh lord, how disappointing was that though, I mean, seriously no, Right not, not to be there, yeah. That was disappointing, I mean, it's just completely off topic, but
3: I'm disappointed yeah. in my people
1: Yeah, I mean, Not know. a
2: single water cannon I was, Yeah, it was, it was a bummer <laughs>
0: There was no thick peanuts? peanuts?
1: No, there was no fucking, you know. I was genuinely hoping this is where we were going to find out that they have Volkite technology. Just, <laughs> you know, people. It's just like, whoa, new weapons. And this is like, you know, taking out all the everybody and just as the Warhammer is going, yay, it exists. Because <laughs> that, that's, you know, that, they're going to do it, and do it properly. Don't tease us, guys.
0: <laughs> exactly. But then you know who that means for your, the Emperor is.
1: Yeah, no, no, don't you,
0: no.
2: Just
1: <laughs> no, right, we are changing the subject right <laughs> it now. Not okay, man. That is not okay. Oh, Lord, he's well, a tyrannical bus. No, right, okay, <laughs> moving away from that one. Moving away from that one. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a, it sounds like an absolutely winning event, though, Garrett. I mean, I must admit, it's like I said before, Ottawa, that sort of side of uh, that sort of area, can is somewhere I want to go. So. I'll add it to my ever-extending hobby list of, you know, things I want to do. Just like projects I have, so uh, it'll be on a list. somewhere, it might not happen, but it'll be on a list.
2: Yeah, you're more than welcome, buddy.
1: It would be a lot of fun. I think that would be uh, that would be a hell of a good fun one to go out to, and you know, time and right maybe. There, are this, the thing is, that it's the same weekend as uh Wargamer Camp, isn't it?
2: uh it was and it will like uh is, is assuming that those guys stick to that schedule uh yeah. it will it will occur like i i know the horse heresy and kitchener waterloo guys are, are targeting that same uh weekend uh next year so uh yeah but i mean it's good to give people options as well like i don't think we're in direct um competition right because the event's a bit smaller um and it and it they're occurring a fair ways from one another and people that find it prohibitive to travel down into the States, you know, have a, a different option if they want to stay more local or, or whatever. So, um, no,
1: I'm, I'm just thinking if they could be on opposite weekends, but a week apart, I could do both of them.
2: You could. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is, this is up there with, you know, how, you know, long-term, long-term goals with having disposable income and stuff. But, um, yeah, that would be kind of fun. Just, just do, do, do the Texas camp. They come to Canada, and it's like it's a world tour of heresy. This is, could be a lot of fun.
3: Could well, be I don't think they're going to do it in Texas anymore. What? Yeah, it this in year Indiana. was in Indiana.
1: Yeah. Oh, it was Indiana? Sorry. Okay, I didn't realize it was in. See, I'm, I'm completely out of out of. The... Well, I have to go to Indiana. Then I'll have to come over to Texas anyway. Because, oh, obviously, I'll bug everybody in Texas, and because <laughs> I've been promised barbecue so many times, I have to come over and try it. Oh, and then I've got to go up to, oh, Jesus Christ. I might as well just sell what little else I own and just move. Uh, pack my kids. Yeah, in you th- could
3: walk the earth.
1: Oh, pack my kids in a sports bag and say, right, kids, we're flying. You're just going to have to wear a, just warm up and wear a blanket for a while. while we fly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I'm down to set the plane wing. Um, we'll make it work. <laughs> but uh, no, it sounds awesome, man. Um, but yeah, weekends apart would be nice just for the international jet setters who would like to do these sorts of things.
3: So uh, well, I'm glad that this like hobby camp style event is kind of taking off, right? Like yeah. this isn't the only one. They have that Australian one. You guys have one. The Canadians have one. You know, there's now one in basically every uh, every country. There's a that's basically what Company of Legends is. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, the first time so I ever heard of it was the they quoted as the housey camp from the first podcasters I ever heard reviewing it. So, and it is, you, you kept it in, like, a accommodation on site, so, yeah.
2: It's a, uh, yeah, yeah. It's the perfect sort of uh, event, like, it's it's the perfect game system for an event like that, right? Because if you had a competitive game system where people wanted to, like, smash out games on a schedule it sort of doesn't really work as good cuz people are like if you, you want to sleep in, sleep in, if you want to stay up super late, stay up super late. If you want to go have a nap in the afternoon cuz you drank way too much whiskey, go do that. So, um, it's having having a, a casual casual game system with casual dudes in a casual setting works really works really nicely. Right.
0: Yeah. Company of Legends is a bit different because we do try squeezing in the five games over the weekend to form a narrative. So it's not necessarily tournaments because there's no prizes for top scorer for who killed everybody the most. But there is for like painting and the best themed army sort of thing. Yeah, but it, but yeah, like you're up like ish for your breakfast and three games on the Saturday, two games on the Sunday before the. Help pack up and leave, sort of thing.
3: Yeah, I think that is yeah. nice about like the camp style that w- that we have here is that there's no pressure. Yeah. So that is a little bit different, but both both have merits.
0: Oh, definitely do. Like, yeah, from what sure. I hear from your loss.
1: Yeah, I think I think everything's got its everything's got its place, and I think the I think that there's I mean we've got the. We talk about having the opportunity for big cons like Adepticon and stuff like that, and GenCon, all, all the different conventions that exist out there where you can get gaming in that has a, or I should say, LVO has a very um, convention uh, tournament focus to it. Then you've got the next step of the the sort of the camps, which are very cool, um, and then you've got the the sort of the more local organized event series or events that go on which are more the one day two day sort of get together so i think Heresy's really starting to find this rhythm which is pretty cool um you know I think- yeah man
3: heresy events are where it's at like obviously i don't know of hardly anybody who just picks up and plays heresy and then just plays like every week down at the store everybody that i know that's playing goes to events
1: yeah I mean, yeah, for because, sure. I think that's pretty much the. I, mean, I think that's partly because um, sadly a lot of stores don't support it in that way. We and don't. I think, at least they don't. They we don't, don't
3: seem to have there. that problem.
1: We don't don't really see it that much over here. But then again, we don't have that. We don't have. I mean, there's literally one GW store in Stockholm. Uh, there's one in Copenhagen. The Copenhagen guys are pretty flexible, um, but that's about it. Otherwise, it's independent stores.
3: Um, but, oh yeah for first, first party stores don't support it, but yeah but yeah independents are really good about it. We have an independent that we run our events at and they're very they they always work with us they're very excellent
1: That's very cool I mean if are, that's that's a good sign of good communities around there that really is um, that, that sort of that's the sort of support that you get um, but yeah. I like, it. I mean, yeah, I just think we're heading in a great direction. I think it's fair to say heresy is heading in a great direction with all this sort of stuff. And that makes me, that makes me a happy, a happy heresy player because it gives us all the options we have out there to go and do funky, fun stuff. Like we say, I, I tell you what, when I started the hobby, Jesus, when I started the hobby back, oh God, late 80s, early 90s, the biggest event there was was Games Day in the UK. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I remember seeing them in the early nineties myself. Sides yeah. for Games Day.
1: Yeah, Games Day. And then that that was always like the pinnacle of stuff. And then you know, when it came came to it a lot of things like obviously you have Warhammer World and stuff going on there. But for non non company related stuff, to start out with the, the big you know, the conventions, especially with forty K and stuff like that, and then sort of get that get thirty K into that and then we have like Different people organizing events, whether it's podcasts and, um, you know, or just just interesting uh, hobby groups and then things like the camps come out. I mean, the hobby has come on leaps and bounds in the last four or five years since the, since the heresies come out. The accessibility to just do fun stuff and the hobby, hobby seems to have just escalated in a way that I think is absolutely awesome.
3: I agree. I yeah, think we've definitely. really bounced back since that kind of slump post book seven yeah yeah yeah, yeah sure. like what, what was that 2017 yeah yeah cause that was in was year.
0: books wasn't it yeah
3: that was a rough year but I think we've really as a community I think we've really kind of moved in the opposite yeah. direction we've really made the most of it and I think we're back as strong if not stronger than we were before probably yeah. probably stronger
1: definitely definitely I agree with you on that one man I really do I think that's I think that that forced absence gave us uh, gave us time to, to sort of really pick up the slack ourselves and just keep going and um, yeah I think that was,
3: that it's was almost good. like it's almost like one of those things where conflict makes you stronger where like the people that really cared and the people that really really wanted to see it succeed just doubled down and did it, yeah,
1: yeah think, uh, rather than just little...
3: giving up on it.
1: I think that was a large amount. I think what surprised me is that there was a large amount of the community. And I think a lot of the community doubled down on it and really pushed it just because of the, yeah. the love of it. I don't, I don't think there's a, there could be any argument there. I think everybody just went, no, we're going to get this. We're going to make this. And it's going to be, if it can't be the thing, it will be our thing and we'll make it awesome.
3: Well, I think that it has something to do too with the demographic in general that plays horse heresy is the more established adult player base that yeah. can do that they have the ability to do that
1: that's a very fair point i can't disagree on that point i can't disagree on that at all that's a very fair point i think that's the, that is again where we see that evolution where we can actually do that sort of stuff because that's the demographic that we are
3: right like like if you you know if you played some game where it was like the you know the demographic was ages twelve to eighteen. You'd never be able to have a camp in Canada that we went to and went and played there. Like that's not really a thing that you could do.
2: Yeah, exactly. yeah. Because if you're twelve, you get eaten by a fucking black bears.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. Which one? Which. Which kind of bears is a little bitch? Is it black bears or is it
2: grizzly? <laughs> it it's is black yeah. bears,
3: right? It is. Okay, I
2: was I was being accurate, but yeah, the, we don't have the scary bears in this area. Um, we just have the mischievous, cowardly bears. So, uh... <laughs> but a twelve year old—I mean, a black a black bear right. is gonna is gonna crush is gonna crush this the skull of a twelve year old in one bite, right? It's just gonna just right. be you stand get no that chance. juicy stuff.
1: Yeah, because you know, if we get grizzlies in, then we're talking, you know, two 12 year old skull crushes <laughs> in one. I mean, it's 12 year old skull crushes per per pound.
2: If you run two. into a grizzly bear, you better hope John West is at that same heresy event so he can, like, give it a flying <laughs> elbow drop off the top of the cabin or whatever.
1: I was going to say, I hope he seduces it, but, you know. <laughs> he, he's, he's either mad he's going to fuck it or fight it. I mean, one of the things. <laughs> I love you, John. You got I, I, two choices, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Neither, Sorry of Mr. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Neither
2: of them are mace. Sorry, Mr. West.
1: Neither of them are mace. Oh, yeah. He's going to... Yeah, I'm going to die for all of this. It's great. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve it. It deserve it all the way. Right. Okay. Before we get completely... I mean, this is just, this is just the fun of, of chatting with you guys because this is why we love doing the hobby. This is why we we 're very fortunate to have you guys supporting us because we get to have these sorts of chats so this is where all the fun is um, let's let's dive in and start talking about what the sort of main topic is like movies and inspiration now like I said earlier on the the sort of driving point of this is partly because we couldn't think of a com- topic another topic of conversation in the time between the last episode and now um, but also because there, we, we all know that there's been um, <coughs> A story coming out that they're, they're developing a live, uh, live action version of the Eisenhorn books for whichever TV, stroke, streaming service it's going to be, um, which I think is I think it's brilliant because it's going to do something to bring um, the Warhammer um, universe to hopefully new people, not just us nerds who absolutely. Um, you know, who absolutely love this sort of stuff, but it got me thinking. um I've, I've loved, I mean, we all, we're all into our films one way or another, uh, whether it's just, you know, you're deep into it, whether it, and it's like you're into the, the facts and lore and all that sort of stuff about movies, or it's just a case of you like to put something on while you're hobbying or, you know, just when you need to sit down and chill out for an evening or whatever, we all, have our own loves of movies. But I thought, well, what's the best way of combining that and having something to talk about? Well, what inspires us towards the, four, the, the sort of 30K aspect or in general to the, the, the way we see the hobby um, in movies as the, um, and even television series as they stand, as things are at the moment, before this Eisenhorn stuff comes out. And hopefully, who knows, everything explodes, and it's, it's um, you know, wherever it could go. So, like we said, there's probably, we've all got our list, and there's probably about half a dozen films that cross over on every list. But um, I just wanted to give everyone a chance to sort of shout out, what's what's the first film that comes to, the, to, comes to your mind? And I'm going to go, who's ready? Spuddy, I'm going to go to you, yeah. bud. What's, your, what's the first film when you go, when somebody says, 40K-esque movie, what's your first, or, or you know, Warhammer-esque um, movie, what's your first go-to?
0: Well, I'm kind of going back to when I first got it in the hobby, and it was Aliens. And the whole, like, Aliens up against the Colonial Marines, and it always reminds of your metal, Kadian pair uh, shock troops.
1: Oh, nice, so the second Alien movie.
0: Yeah, the uh, second yeah. one. So, I like that. so that always like inspired us for like the the Canadian ones, the metal ones, because they look very similar.
2: Style. Nice. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what is it about that film? And apart from the look, what is it about that film that sort of that you enjoy? That sort of makes you think of it in that way.
0: It's like how I would imagine a Gene Stealer would be going up against the group of Guardsmen.
1: Literally
0: a gene stealer. Well, they're supposed to be big nasty things, aren't they? Really, gene stealers for infiltration and stuff. So,
3: yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, maybe like a maybe like a lictor or something like Uh, that. Some kind of grubbly right? Yeah. It definitely has a very tyrannid-esque
0: vibe. Yeah, the queen's obviously the high tyrant with wigs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you can draw a lot of parallels, like in that movie. Even like how they sort of drop in, right? Like it's sort of like a combat drop because yeah. they don't really know what's going on at the facility, and they sort of want to like have that element of surprise. And they the like drop it's a in. The start with as
0: well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. This year, is it another bug hunt or, or
2: something else, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, dropping in is kind of cool, and yeah, you get that sort of like grizzled imperial army guy or whatever vibe from all the people they're all they all yeah. they're all jacked up with their with their crazy uh sci-fi weapons and and yeah I mean, fighting like uh i mean they don't realize it at the beginning right but they end up in a predicament with like super um about as alien as you can imagine uh creepy crawlies you can you can draw a lot of parallels yeah. uh with that film and and you've got a warrior cultist who wants to destroy the world.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take off and nuke it from orbit.
0: No, no, I'm talking about one who wants to take the aliens back to Earth.
3: Oh, oh yeah, yeah.
0: The company guy. Really
1: cool... I hadn't thought of that. The company guy, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a
0: proper cultist assembly.
1: Oh, I like that. <laughs> or, That's a good one. Oh, he's an in inquisitor, one of the two. Uh, I, I would. I, I I like the idea of him being a cultist. Actually, I yeah. think that one works even better. It's like oh, I found my people. I was bringing right. my people back. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's how Gene Steele cult
3: started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. very that. That's a very strong parallel. I agree.
1: I like that. I mean, I, I must admit. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally sold with you. I mean, it's it's my. It's not my. Top, here's a funny thing. It's not my top movie. It's in the top five for me. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it is a great movie for it um and i what i love is like you're saying about like the guardsmen and stuff like that it's like yep you've got your weapons you've got your pulse rifles you've got your um you know whatever it is you've got your flak flak armor you've got your you've got your scanner yeah it it, it feels like guardsmen the whole way um Mm -hmm. and they go out like guardsmen as well
0: (laughs) oh yeah the whole squad pretty much dies in the first combat scene
1: yeah, and it's down to like five guys trying to you know, basically barricade them, barricading themselves <laughs> behind as much cover as humanly possible, and then mm-hmm. and then they're surviving and getting through. Um, yeah, that's that's totally totally a guardsy guardman unit right there. I mean, I think we're short of a tank, and then we well actually no, we got the APC.
0: You got the APC, yeah,
1: yeah, so yeah. That's
0: their Chimera. Yeah. You're just missing the Commissar.
1: Commissar. Well, would you, uh, Ripley? Kind of. Mm. She kind of fills in the comments. Nah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. about comments, but she definitely fills them up. Command role, if nothing else, because yeah. the, the nuts that they've got in, <laughs> in, in command is, uh, he's more like, um, oh, what is he, he reminds me of? He reminds me of like the old um, uh, British commanders from World War One. It's like, yeah, commanding from just... the back lines. We'll follow the simulations. and We'll do this. And we'll do that. and It'll be perfectly fine.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, no, sir, that's not how that works. You actually need to know how to do combat, <laughs> rubbish. Uh, uh no, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you've got your, and then of course, you've got your droid, you've got your uh, your bishop there,
3: yeah, uh huh, yeah, that's very the mechanicus advanced servitor s kind of thing, yeah.
1: yeah, and and you've got oh, you've got see, we were talking about sentinels earlier, Spud. You've
3: got yeah, the sentinel fighters there. Got the, you? The Lorda there yeah. Oh mate, nailed yeah, it. Sentinel Power Lifter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nailed it from
1: yeah. Nailed it from the get go, bud. I like that one. That's a very good start. <laughs> okay, right. Who's
3: gonna follow up on that one? <laughs> Who wants to go? <laughs> well, next? So one more thing. Okay, go on, on. that. Have you have you ever read The Amphelian project?
1: No, I haven't. No.
3: That Forge World volume six or something? Maybe it's volume four.
1: I won't admit to owning a PDF copy of it and going to reading it very soon after we finished. But it's very
3: it. it's very alien-esque vibe, right? Like they have this facility that's like Jurassic Park but for Tyranids, and then yeah. they like go something goes wrong and they lose contact with it, like like you do, and then the Inquisitor takes a Elysian D ninety nine regiment and goes and like tries to figure out what's going on. And I won't spoil the end, but it's very alien. It's There's, it draws some parallels.
0: Well, if you're describing that book, it reminds us of the alien comic books. I used to oh, have yeah? a few read years ago. And one of is basically like, you got a mad scientist trying to train the aliens to obey his orders. And you can imagine well, it isn't... goes
3: past you. Right. Well, I mean, isn't that the whole that's the whole series right is that the yeah, Wayland yutani point, corporation right? is trying to get the alien as a bioweapon and then sell yeah. it to the U- USC or whatever. But okay, that's enough alien.
1: No, no, I was <laughs> going to say I was going to say you can keep drawing more parallels. I mean there've been more there been as many aliens as there have been alien movies as there have been black crusades. Um, you know, there's the- <laughs> uh this, yeah, no, there's yeah there's as many
3: successes as there are, have been failures
1: yes there is that or, or say, <laughs> as, many, as many alien films as there have been editions of warhammer uh, you know, <laughs> that's a joke that just keeps on giving uh, yeah
0: yeah
3: yeah oh man no, that's... just didn't and mention the fourth one the newest ones are the yeah.
2: worst
1: Oh.
3: <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you but that. That, was,
1: that was the place even I didn't go to take it to I like it, I like it a lot that's perfect if anybody's getting triggered out there, tough <laughs> <laughs> it's true, deal with it um, <laughs> so, okay aliens, definitely up there what's next? Mm-hmm. who's got something next? who's going to step forward?
2: go ahead Lucas
3: okay, <laughs> so I Sorry, won't just say the th- I th- won't th- say the obvious one. Why not? Um, because I quite like I quite like Mad Max Fury Road. Ooh, okay. And I know that that's not necessarily a very military movie, but it definitely gets the it's feel grimdor. like the right, and it gets the same feel. Right? It's not necessarily the visuals, but even though they're very orky. Yeah in the way that they built their <laughs> machines and everything. Like, you know, they have that, you have that kind of military hierarchy where like, the better you are at fighting and the better you are at building these creations, the better, the more, the bigger rank you have. You have like Inquisitor Furiosa and she has like the bionic arm is very like, you know, they, they cut her arm off and replaced it with a robot arm. That's very Warhammer. They do that oh, yeah. all the time.
0: Oh, the orcs do it all the time, you yeah? know?
3: And then the kind of, I we're spoiling the movies, yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, yeah, I, forgot, I forgot. I forgot, I, forgot, I,
1: forgot I forgot to say spoiler alert. But spoiler alert. There we are. But okay, you know, at done. the end,
3: at the end, it's nothing happens. At the end, right? Like, yeah. I guess that you know they they get to their destination. They find out that what they thought was there isn't there, and it's very much the no hope, grim dark version that i liked about warhammer
1: yeah
3: that really drew me to it so i don't know that like i said i don't know that necessarily the visuals remind me of like imperials or Horus heresy but the feel of the film is definitely there
1: well i tell you what i I could i could say you could easily in my in my mind easily look at that as there's inspiration for a militia army in there right If you want to go just straight onto the That's true. Mil- militia armies, there's, I mean, well, okay, honestly, just in general, because we're not, not specifically heresy, but how many people here honestly thought about starting an orc army the first time you watched that?
3: Oh, yeah, easy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, when that, they brought the little the buggy out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like,
3: oh, duh. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, it's an army. <laughs> I need to do
1: this. I can't afford it, but I need to do it.
0: <laughs> Didn't someone actually do the, the big truck?
1: I would not be surprised. Oh, yeah. I would. Not I be saw gross. a dude
3: that built Gene Steeler cult version of that one with the guitar.
0: Oh, really? Oh, he's like
3: It was like on the Goliath Rock Grinder, and he had the dude with the guitar from the Slanesh Marine. Yeah. He had like the big speakers behind him. It was very cool.
1: See, oh. you just nailed it. There's another aspect, Carnival of Chaos.
3: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's that true. Was the, that's very Emperor's Children Carnivale theme. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, not, I?
1: yeah, especially if you go down the the sort of playing up, especially like the music. Maybe a couple of noise Marines on there looking yeah. badass. You
3: that's know. true. That's a and really it's, good point. It's got and then isn't there. isn't they don't they describe those like gun clans of bot as the people from Mad Max? Yeah,
0: yeah. like I they're was very say similar. The world similar to
1: it.
3: Yeah, you the know the guy. one that the the one that the world eaters like recruit from, and then the yeah. Iron Hands dude comes and blows up yeah,
1: he's with the tool. moon. Yeah,
3: yeah he, he is a dead. tool, but, but then that's again, they, they went just out a theme a of Iron
1: Yeah, they went out shooting at a moon, which I respect.
3: Right. <laughs>
1: like, fuck it, shoot
3: the sky. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, it gives that whole theme, and that 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 brings it back to the film is that it gives that whole theme where, like, they don't understand what's going on, right? Yeah. It's like that that fallen technology, that post-apocalyptic where there used to be all this technology, and they just have the remnants of what's left, and they can only fix the most rudimentary of things.
0: Yeah. So basically, that, like a, a planet before the Great Crusade, Crusade right. found them after the Dark Knight. Yeah.
3: Right. And it describes that as, and this isn't an exact parallel, but it describes that in many of the houses before, yeah. uh, you know, the houses from Titan Death, the novel. Yeah. Yeah. When the Mechanicus first gets there, they're all like shitty, and they have like diesel-powered knights and steam-powered knights and shit. Oh. That's very Mad Max Fury Road style.
1: Yeah. That
3: really yeah, is. is, yeah. So you could do a night army in that theme. That'd be pretty mm. cool.
1: I could say my agents sort of like go Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome as well. That would be another. Concern.
3: Yeah.
1: But, yeah. but, but then, then again, you've also got Tina Turner prancing around in, in that. So it's like, eh, they did, but it works. Um, <laughs> but that is, that is another very cool idea. I like that one. I like that one a lot, actually. that one I hadn't thought of it in that way until you actually mentioned it. I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I, I won't lie. I thought about it for the Orcs, but yeah. nothing more than that. Nothing I can see it
0: that. being a kiosk cult. Yeah. Cult militia kind of side as well.
1: That would be very, very cool.
0: Mm.
3: Because I've um, seen a, on Instagram, there's a guy who does those, you know those new Gene Stealer cult uh, trucks? The, the mm. little ones? The oh, buttons? the Ridge Runners. Yeah. Ridge Runner or some shit?
0: I think it is, yeah, because I've been looking at them myself. Force.
3: Yeah, I've seen a dude who like Mad Max that up. It's pretty mm. cool. So I think you could. So th- that's it. That that brings it full circle. So if you were going to include one of these juice that are called ridge runners in your militia army, how would you do it? Yeah. Ooh. Like, what would you count it as? Because I yeah, don't you've... feel like it counts as a tank. Well. After,
0: what what's the 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 new Forge World little?
3: Ooh. Tank? Yeah, maybe Carnadon.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah they would it, fit it. well.
3: They, yeah, anything on that? Yeah, because that
0: that's what I was well. thinking of using it, but I couldn't. Kind of slow, I couldn't find the size comparison.
3: It's like about yeah, that maybe
0: do Maybe two. People a in the heresy.
3: People in the heresy aren't as worried about exactly yeah. the size. You know, they're it not as nicely Yeah, I think the sentinel's too slow. Yeah. Like, what kind of lame-ass buggy moves six inches a turn? <laughs> <laughs> like, Fair that's voice. a slow-ass buggy. I ain't going to lie.
1: Probably one that I built in my garage. It's about <laughs> yeah, it's someone so did boxer. do
0: fan-made rules for them when the first came out for Heresy. Did they? Yes, I'm I know pretty they... sure someone did, because I've got a PDF, but it's been a while, so it would be right out above me, me books.
3: Well, I know they did the, the bikes.
0: Yeah, I know we have done the bikes because the, the, the quad bike was on one.
3: Mhm. So maybe uh, it's in that little PDF yeah. that guy did. But uh, they have that 7th edition Tauros vehicle from the Elysian range. You could just use yes. those tools.
0: Yeah, you that could, would yes. Work. That
3: would
0: someone's actually using them as Elysian drop troops, the Ridge Runners. Because yeah. obviously Air Force will stop selling them, haven't they? so
3: yeah, someone's but been converting a- them all. I can't respect anybody who does that because the Taros is literally the best model for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I love that model. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, they, they are really cool. You know, there are some parallels.
1: Yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's huge amounts of potential out there. I mean, the, it's, and that's one of the other benefits is that how much the model range has come on recently in the last couple of years. You've got the range to, to even think about this sort of stuff. Whereas it's, how do I convert a Rhino or a Chimera? It's like, mm I got options now,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, right yeah I mean I'll, like I'll, go I'm surprised we haven't seen more uh more like mil- militia mining themed armies that use the trucks as rhinos or
0: yeah 'cause i' uh,
3: I don't see very many of those
0: I haven't seen any myself, but i've I've been thinking like what could I use as a, a rhino the dark Age technology wars from militia yeah. Just so it's different from a normal Rhino.
1: I think that would work really well. Um,
3: You can even use like the Gene Stealer cult models. Like you know, leave out the really, the really, really weird ones.
0: Yeah, it's. I've got some of them, and some of them are pretty good for it. But then you go to the guys who are like special weapons, and they're a bit more hunched over. The dudes that have twenty arms. Yeah. So you you might be able to swap it out with other arms but you'll be m- more stupid so I don't know how that will look when I have mm-hmm. to have a player now that will dig them out and rip the arms off and try them
1: do it
3: well I mean like a lot <laughs> of times you know if you work in like an industrial environment with no safety at all yeah you're gonna get like that
0: oh yeah mutations no oh true. yes this is very very true I like you could also do it, uh, I'm trying to think like one of the Necromunda gangs, Goliaths. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Orlocks. Oh.
1: easily. Esha. Mean, I've been going. I've been going. Is
0: it
3: Esha for female gangs?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been. Yeah. I've been going on about using all uh Orlocks for shipboard dudes for ages. So maybe yeah,
3: they make great yeah. shipboarding guys. Or what are yeah. even the Goliaths? Oh yeah, the, I think, the Goliaths like will look
0: gl- gl- great for the Gene one. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right, let's, before All we get to, dice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 it's great topics, before we get dug in, I want to keep going, so.
3: Well, this is the Militia podcast, yeah. it's the podcast <laughs> that always talks about militia,
1: Yeah, yeah, it talks about it, at some point we'll get, at least I'll get around to doing something about it, <laughs> um, but <laughs> thankfully, yeah. thankfully Freddy ha- has his militia and stuff like that, um, so that, that we don't feel too bad, Um so, Garrett, what's your movie, bud, What, what what's your first movie, what are you picking?
2: So, um, instead of referencing uh, the film, I want to reference a a character in a film that was a big influence on me, that sort of influenced, like, not only direction-wise, like, as far as as, um, wargaming projects, but just generally my outlook on entertainment that sort of made me who I am... Um, Obviously, Star Wars is super a super popular, influential thing, and uh, like when I first when I first watched Star Wars, I was awestruck by as I'm sure a lot of people were by Darth Vader, such a cool like badass character, um, and um, I think I think you, when it came time for me to choose a legion to do like. When I when I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the heresy thing. Like, I'm not gonna put it off anymore. I'm actually gonna do it. Then, like everybody, you know, you have to have a really serious think about what you're gonna do. And it was a pretty it was a pretty sh- short period of time for me to come up with it. So, uh, playing Death Guard and and Mortarian being one of my favorite Primarchs, you can draw a lot of parallels between um, somebody like a Vader, like a masked. Yeah. Badass, a bit melodramatic, hates hates his mentor, wants to overthrow his mentor. Ultimately, right? Because as, as much mm-hmm. as Vader is loyal to the Emperor, he's always trying to undermine him. He's always working against him. He always has a contingency, right? Just like Mortarian, mm-hmm. he didn't like he didn't receive any love or any support from his from his father. He he really. Well, he just straight up didn't like him right like he did not respect him, and it only took horse to be like okay well we're doing this now and he he flipped he was, he was he was ready yeah he was ready to go um and it wasn't really any surprise right like <clears throat> so yeah like a, a character like a vader um uh Star Wars is, is really not similar to Warhammer. Like the it's 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 very different, but that character uh really influenced me because that sort of character are the characters that I have sort of drawn to. Like even like another quick example, that nineteen ninety Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Like yeah. I loved the Ninja Turtles when I was a kid, but it's interesting. Inspiring character in that movie for me was Shredder because, like, right. I don't, I can't, I don't know the name of the the actor that that portrayed Shredder in that movie, but he was so intense, he was so badass, and um, and I think if you if you really reach, you can draw uh, parallels to a character like Mortarian and Shredder also because Shredder is sort of like he he's a crime lord when it comes down to it, right? Like he he is he's he's basically a opportunistic criminal, but when he finds out that Splinter is alive, like the thing that messed everything up for him in the past, he shifts priorities from like trying to consolidate power and make money and, and be a badass outlaw, basically, to single-mindedly on revenge, which is sort of what Mortarian ends up doing himself. He like during the Great Crusade, he follows the orders of his father. But as soon as as soon as Horace like gets him into the fold and the heresy starts, he's really only fighting uh, to satisfy his own um, ends, I guess. Like he he'll he'll do what Horace asks of him. But he's, he's virus bombing and burning worlds because he hates what the Imperium is and he wants to, he wants to, he wants to break uh, things that belong to his father. He wants to, he wants to ruin things for his father and he, it's almost like a revenge, right? He, he doesn't, he's not doing it for any noble purpose and i don't even really think he's doing it to consolidate power for himself it doesn't seem like he's making any lateral moves to try to like set himself up with a power base he's just almost like a mad dog going off and and uh off the chain and just biting people so yeah those those are two characters in two films like obviously you can't there's no parallel between Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Warhammer like there's there's nothing there, but that mm. character really or are there or, 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 <laughs> but but those those two characters really um influenced me and uh and I get a lot out of characters in Warhammer that have parallels with those characters. Okay.
3: That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. That influences your own narrative. Right. Uh, you say there's no parallels between teenage mutant ninja turtles and warhammer, but have you Let's seen my militia army? Let's
2: do this. Uh, have I, Lucas? I'm, just kidding. No, I'm
3: just kidding. No, I. just
1: I don't know. I think I think you can. You know, you've got your pe there's people with anger issues, which is your uh, your Raphael's. You've got. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to. Th- I can't think of a Michelangelo reference, but you've got your Donatello, crazy mechanicum dudes. So maybe, maybe they're more of guiding principles than actual direct influences, but they're there.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think I think Turtle Turtles are, I like the character ideas. I really do. I really like those ideas. And yeah, Shredder's fucking boss and so's Vader, and apart from one okay, not not to get too ranty, but apart from one scene in one one movie. Vader when he's Vader not when he's that whiny little bitch Alex <laughs> he's fucking amazing and he has the the best scene in all of Star Wars
3: the rogue the one scene yes
0: oh yeah, I agree. The end. oh
1: yeah the end of rogue one that scene and random fact random thing they shot that after they completed the film because they wanted more vader stuff they went back in and shot that afterwards. I was like, yes. "That's genius!" But
3: um, well, they did a good job.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, that's kind of—I I must admit—that's kind of how I imagine someone like a Primarch walking through. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah, uh, exactly. Even, even normal yeah. Marines. the case, of, you know, it's like, well, we were talking about Vengeful Spirit earlier. We were talking about Vengeful Spirit earlier, um, and you know, there's points you sort of reading that, and you talk, you're reading it, and there's points where like the Primarchs are just popping shots off with... Uh, I think it's Mortarian's popping shots off with the lantern. And it's like, they didn't even have to look. They just know there's two dead Marines because it's like, yeah, that's how good they are. And he, yeah. you get the feeling that the whole walking forward of just, yeah, whatever, that's a Primarch, just walking through Marines, let alone guardsmen. It's <laughs> just
3: that's true. walking
1: through and just Swiss-cheesing them.
3: Well, Vader is basically a demigod in yep. his universe, right? Yeah, so it's, yeah exactly. it's very yeah. similar.
1: And the emperor reflects the emperor, you know, evil, controlled right. bastard who wants to rule, rule the universe. So, you know.
3: I think what you meant to say was excellent political leader yes. who Sorry. has no, all his no, ducks. No, no. And... Wait a minute, are you not talking
1: about. No, I'd be talking about the war master if that's who I was talking about, Lucas.
3: <laughs> no, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's an anarchist, he doesn't have a point.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. We that, um, Let's let's move on. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we'll save that for the next Patreon episode because I think that's we, we've already got that one lined up. Um, but one thing I will say, because I said this, uh, Freddie and I just uh, a little while ago recorded our Scandus uh, pre-episode where we go through the players pack and everything. And one of the things we talked about was like, and I think you, you mentioned like there's not a lot of Star Wars... Uh, parallels with with forty k thirty k. The one thing I would say is the fleet battles, yeah, and, and, oh, the, yeah, ship, sure. and the ships arriving in orbit,
0: yeah.
1: Just uh, well, they just you know, okay. Minus what I what I like to imagine is kind of like the whole Babylon Five appearing through the warp gates of like the Volon ships or whatever. They open up their own jump gates and then pop through. So minus that, but there's just a <laughs> arrival in orbit in and they do the whole the same they have the same sort of physics. It's like you gotta plan your routes, it's not about this and stuff like that. I, I just you know, there are some pretty cool ones there. No,
0: right. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Yep.
1: Yeah.
3: Well uh, and like uh the the Death Star. Yes. Like it's obviously a very forty K weapon, you know, it's similar. You know, there's a lot of planet-killing stuff in 40k, 30k, yeah. whatever. And that's something the Imperium would build. Some crazy-ass moon ship that blew up planets.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's not quite the... a black fortress, but it's... Uh, there's a
3: there's
0: not- an,
1: a... it. Is it not
0: Titan? Is Titan not supposed to be some...
1: Wouldn't surprise Ooh. me.
2: Yeah, maybe well, uh, uh, I mean it's it's not uh it's not a vessel that was operating during the heresy, but Abaddon's um flagship, right? The planet like I guess it does it get destroyed at the end of the Gothic War, but the planet killer is oh. basically a Death Star that flies around, right? It's just yeah. It's just Yeah, uh, it's more like
3: that. There's a ship in Star Wars that can do that, yeah? That's like a it has a Death Star as its armament. But it's I a think,
2: ship. Yeah, I think um, when Palpatine comes back in, like Dark Empire, Dark Empire, I think his Star story has like a turbo laser in it. Yeah, I think so. There's it's something like, like that. A, just like a forward-facing turbo laser that's just like epic. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and we're gonna take out a planet from here. <laughs> I love it.
3: Right. So that's very similar.
1: Yeah. See now, I've been I've been thinking about this, and I've got a small. I mean, I've got a, a small list of, of movies, and if we've got time, we'll do another quick one to round because there are some I want to get to. The one, that okay, stuck, one that stuck out to me, and this is this is random. It's a relatively recent one, but bear with me. is Pacific Rim.
0: Yes, mm,
3: yeah, that's a good one. Titans,
0: Titans, or Nighthouses.
3: Titans and Nighthouses. Yeah, I I think they fight more like knights. But yeah, yeah. I agree.
1: But you see, it's more. I was looking at it, going just on the sheer destructive value. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff they were doing and the kaijus I mean, these giant like like you talk about the pyramids and stuff like that, and gigantic alien races and stuff like that. They're there, you know. Yeah. But it's just a thought. I mean, there's one. I think it's towards the end of the movie or whatever. Where the first that I'm only really counting the first Pacific room here, yeah, the um, second one's not that good.
0: No, no, no. It's a
1: personal pre- pre- preference, but no. Um, then one of them is literally carrying a tanker ship and uses it as a fucking sword,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's brilliant. That bit, and he drags it along after,
1: yeah, he drags it along after, him and that just wails on somebody with it. I mean, they're about I think they're about warhound size, uh, or
3: bigger, yeah, they're big,
1: or maybe reaver size. I don't know. Comparatively, but just the thought I mean, just seeing them smash through buildings and their weapons firing off massive amounts of energy discharge. And okay, it's not this whole drifting thing or whatever, but you've got the multiple pilots in the cockpit kind Mm -hmm. of job. And then the drifting,
0: you could say that is how the bond with the machines caused Titan death. They talk about this state they all go into to communicate because it's quicker than speech. Yeah, it's well, kind of like similar. The, like the was it the female Titan crew? Solaria. Yeah, because yeah, they went in the great details of them, like in their state when the in the uh, Titans that they merge with the machine. So that is basically drifting in the sense, isn't it?
3: Yeah, because you got to merge with your machine. Yeah, yeah, it's the same as like a MIU link. Or similar, yeah. yeah,
1: definitely. I mean, uh, I hadn't got into it. I thought about it in that much detail. I just thought about the the cat- catastrophic damage around it. I mean, just, but yeah, there is that aspect, and I love, I love that there's variants as well.
3: Yeah, the different mm-hmm. variants. I Each mean, machine got, is custom.
1: Yeah, it has a personality.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely are. And which who, is who doesn't sort of want their now? Titan to be named Gypsy Danger? Yeah, true. Like that's a they have a cool Ooh. they have cool names for them all,
0: and it's cool, right? I've still got the cool name Titans
1: for the Titanic, I guess Well, there you are then, <laughs> Gypsy uh, Gypsy Danger it is you got it there. It's all sorted. There you Titan it. names are done. What else are you going to do? I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's the, yeah, but that that was that was one of my picks. There, um, Spuddy, what, you got another one to go. We'll do one more. One. We'll do a run around one more. What you got? Need oh, more
0: to go? I've I've got one, but I think this is a one everybody's gonna see. So I'll, I don't know. Go for it. Well, go for event it. Let's,
3: Let's talk
0: about
1: it. Ah! Yes. <laughs> 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 I was thinking about that. I was like, nope, I'm not going for that one. I'm not going for that one. Yes, well, that's that's am
0: what... Should we go for it? Yeah, we will just wait a second, but yeah, definitely Event Horizon. It it's
3: it yeah, speaks
0: Chaos. And the warp, all in one go.
3: Yeah, that's humans discovering the warp.
0: Mine is fields Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: it's a great film. I need to watch it again.
0: Oh, I was so good when Netflix took it off. Because it yeah. was on Netflix over, yeah, and, and they took it off not long after I watched it again.
1: Oh, gutted. It. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. But no. Uh, just a whole. This is they split in the. What was it space? Isn't it? Whether it's folded in, half, but they're the find another dimension. Basically,
3: yeah, yeah. That's it's, just
1: a warp. I mean, it, it, I so, guess, uh, yeah. Go on, go on, Lucas.
3: So, what other parallels are there in the movie? Because, like, obviously, it's the same as the, but yeah, like there has to be more than that what is it where we're going we don't need eyes
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. there is that whole uh the whole essence of raw chaos
0: yeah because he takes his eyes out because he doesn't need them yeah yeah that, that's kind of navigator the, the fact navigator... that the whole uh, Record, uh, the whole like the demons chasing them throughout the ship
1: yeah demonic yeah, presence that...
0: Yeah, they when they're seeing ghosts and stuff like that, but it's actually the ship trying to kill them, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's the ship is possessed. So yeah. I yeah, go on then. No, that's it. I think that that's that. Like I said, that's the unofficial Warhammer film.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that is that's one of the most iconic. Um, and I think that, like you said, the descent into chaos. Just that, thats kind of when I look at it. That's kind of how I imagine, sort of like the chaos powers in, came in. You know, you can imagine that being like the um, uh, condensing all that into the experiences on the uh, La Fenice, uh, the Phine- the um, at the in the the, Pho- the Phoenician's warship. Um, oh yeah, the thing in Fulgrim. Uh, yeah, in Fulgrim, where they have the the uh, the theater the theater show and everything suddenly yeah. descends, and you can put all those things happening in the same instant into there, Or mm-hmm. just going and you know this living entity of a ship and oh yeah.
3: Yep, I agree. I think that that I think there's perfect. I don't think there's any other movie that captures the complete essence of that event and that yeah. more than that
0: film. And it's very grim dark as well, even before we get to the event horizon. The other spaceship looks like it's banged up and kind of not in the best repair either.
1: Yeah. No, it, it does have that. And the, the, the general look of everything, the, the whole sort of the way the film shot, the colours, everything is is grim. Everything yeah. is is just dark and miserable and you there's no real I don't I don't get any sort of real essence of hope throughout the entire movie.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And there is there is no there's no real hero heroes ending, you know, from the hero as in there's no get out and huzzah he survives, you know. It's like nope. It's just mm-hmm. one death after another and it's it's Fucking good movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's definitely. a fucking good movie. Um, yeah, I mean, there's very, very little else we could say about that one. I don't think, um, unless anybody else has got anything to add to it.
3: I no? don't, unfortunately.
0: No, I don't. No, it's, a, really. it's just, just a one film what's all screamed out.
1: Damn near perfect. <laughs> um, okay, Lucas, you got another one for us, buddy?
3: Hmm. I, you know i don't I don't know I can't think of any right now. I watched Top Gun last night trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with these aeronautica Imperialis. Mm-hmm. nice <laughs> but it's not it's not very it's not the same <laughs> yes.
0: for me i I've, I've been thinking Battle of Britain because I've just finished listening to Double Eagle. Oh Roger Double Bo- Eagle
3: is incredible
0: so I'm thinking nice. more Battle of Britain style because it's basically how Battle of Britain was just done. Yeah. Double the eagle in the 41st millennium.
1: Nice, good call. Very, very good call. Um, okay, well, if you don't have anything do you mind, I'm gonna pass it on and see if Garrett, have you got anything to add to that one, bud? No, go ahead.
2: Um, well, I, I think it's like because there's, there's two things we could talk about here, right? We could talk about films that have a, that you can draw really strong parallels directly, like Event Horizon to to the Warhammer universe, or yeah. Just generally, films that make you that make you feel something that can inspire you to do something hobby related. Yeah, and um, while it has really nothing to do with science fiction, um, high fantasy sort of stuff, um, a war movie like The Thin Red Line,
1: uh, one of my favorite movies, war, yeah. one of my
2: favorite war films. One, ones that would sh- that would that would show what it would be like for, uh, and I've never, I've never done like a militia army, but I always wanted to do a militia army, right? Like I, I'm sort of, I'm sort of on the Astardes side of things, but I always wanted to explore just mortals and how, like it would be terrifying, right? To just be some dude in the Imperial army or, um, in like a mortal army, fighting for the war master like you'd be dropped in and like you'd be given the bare minimum information and you're just expected to uh buy ground with blood and and like grind it out basically and that's one of the themes of that film is that like you know the people making the decisions aren't the ones putting themselves at risk right so they almost they make they make they make. Uh, uh, decisions in a flippant way because they're not putting themselves in like don't the firing care. line they don't they don't care yeah. and they know that they know like this isn't the this isn't the last battle of the war there are going to be more battles and they're not going to win them all and they're not going to lose them all so like you try you play your tricks you you set your pieces down, and you try your... Well, it's almost like playing a game of Warhammer, right? You try your best, but when it really comes down to it, if you you have to leave your tactical squad exposed to get fucking blasted by Scorpius, I mean, oh well, it happens. But... Right. um, You see the flip side of, of troops dumped into a meat grinder with no information, the bare minimum of support from the top, and I mean, I think... If you looked at if you looked at the battles of the Great Crusade and the Horus Heresy, that would be something that would happen a million times over, right? Like um, lives are so cheap, and the leaders of the of the people that are fighting in the conflicts, you know, like the Emperor, for instance, or other. I mean, even Horus, right? Horus doesn't doesn't break a sweat when he has to commit uh troops to losing battles right if he if he has to delay here or just gum up the the guns of the enemy with with bones and blood he'll do it no problem yeah. you know yeah. it would be it would be horrifying to find yourself in the situation of just being dropped in and like fight to survive because you know like there's not going to be any glory there's not going to be any there's nothing to gain from this battle other than just survival and i think that's one of the really like that's what makes such a super grim uh ip really attractive right is is things like that like the the futility and the hopelessness is like a really strong Thune Warhammer, and that's that's the sorts of things that inspire me to to make armies and and incorporate new units. Is like um, I want to uh, I want to feed bodies into the meat grinder.
1: I would I a deck card Hamburg- player. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say I threw hamburger hill in as another example of that. Yeah. That's another good one for that. Um, so. That sort of
3: yeah, really like a lot of those, uh, you know, World War One, World War Two war movies like uh, the, have you seen the Russian film Stalingrad?
2: I have. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like that. That's very similar, right? Like they're not fighting, they're fighting for a goal, but they know that it's their individual actions are very difficult to quantify into achieving that goal. Right. Right. So it's almost like their individual struggle is pointless in the grand scheme of things,
2: but it's everything to them. Yeah, and I mean, um, I think a lot of the motivations, like if you look at warfare throughout the ages, there could be a lot to gain in a conflict for a soldier, right? Like if you were sacking a city in the ancient world, you could like steal some, some shit, right? Or if you were like... If you were if you were fighting a battle in the Middle Ages, maybe you'd be lucky enough to like bop a noble on the head, and maybe you could ransom him or something. But right. in in battles like in the Pacific, where you're just trying to clear, I like you know rocks out in the ocean, or or a battle like Stalingrad, which is just a bombed out husk of a city, there's not really a lot of opportunities there. You're in mm-hmm. like basically a hellscape. And you're like, you're not fighting to, to make something of it. You're like, you're not, there's no auxiliary, um, there's no opportunities for you to like get ahead. You just want to survive. So maybe you're not dead in the ground today and you can, you know,
3: die
1: tomorrow.
2: just make it to that next day. And then the day after that and the day after that.
3: Right. It's very much uh, what happened when we moved, you know, right out right before, War one, where we moved to industrialized warfare, where it yeah. became like a it became total war rather than like the wars of you know the Middle Ages and the Napoleonic era where yeah you, if you went to war you could you could maybe come back with more shit than you left with
2: yeah yeah if you, if you were fortunate enough yeah you could but um, I think uh, yeah like. <laughs> i could imagine i could imagine somebody getting shot by by a hey, yeah by like a commissar equivalent or something or or uh that son's a horus lieutenant that's like commanding your uh your battalion of guys just like anybody caught caught pilfering is just gonna get a fucking bolt around right like yeah, i yeah. uh the, the theme that like that 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 men are resources right to be spent is like a really um and like the 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 raw numbers of conflicts is like a really is a really warhammer thing and, and yeah films that that sort of um like Stalingrad like you said that are just like they're just it's just a nightmare scenario right and people are just people are just things to be thrown at a problem like that's that's a really and like you said, it, it speaks to the Death Guard in me. But like that, that, that attitude um, is just the same sort of attitude that you see in Warhammer.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's very First World War.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I very think very that's the Warhammer.
3: that's the real conflict that the real life conflict that has uh, inspired Warhammer the most yeah. is the First World War. Because, like, in the Second World War, it's very easy to quantify, right? It was bigger, it was badder, but it's easy to quantify why you're fighting. But in the First World War, it's just something that spiraled out of control where the guy on the ground doesn't even really understand why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly like, you know, an Imperial Guard regiment gets sent to a world they've never heard of before. That's really unimportant in the grand scheme of things. And all of a sudden they find themselves, you know, seventy percent casualties in the first wave.
2: And then the mustard gas rolls in.
3: Right. And then yeah. the phosphics.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, so that was that was an idea that I had to just like the uh, ultra grim movies that that really uh that really hit you in the nuts um that uh those the those kind of feels are very warhammer feels right like the hopelessness um and the scale and everything
3: mm-hmm. i agree yeah, i thought of another mm, film that isn't exactly uh like that but is definitely has a Warhammer vibe to it. Is Starship Troopers?
1: Oh god, yes. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's with so the whole funny. like you know it's supposed to be a satire, which is what Warhammer started out as. It's very similar in that way.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. The second one's very grim, dark as well,
1: yeah. whereas the yeah. first
0: one's very like bright and happy to an extent, even when the first Mere planet falls it's still, like, a happy... F- Where's the like second... Four things, like, the on the last leg, sort of, on this planet.
2: <clears throat> yeah, well, it's, like, the theme of, like, war economy, right? Taking to the yeah. extreme, like, the entire... The entire society is geared towards continuing this grand conflict, which is exactly what's happening. Uh, I guess not so much in the Great Crusade, but the horse Heresy is 100%, like, you know... The, the galaxy is consumed with the singular problem of of the conflict and then modern modern warhammer is the same thing the entire imperium uh, all the cogs turn to to further like involvement in goal. the greater war yeah, yeah. and starship troopers is is like that too right like it it is a satire it's, it's a it's like A totally fascist society that's geared towards uh, uh, fighting this conflict, but yeah, the similarities are there for sure.
0: Um, And they're not afraid to execute guardsmen when they're not doing their job properly. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, it's it's a massively fascist utopia if you think about it. I mean, the way that everybody is. I mean, there's it takes parallels with the Roman Empire about you know being the right to the path towards citizenship but
3: right exactly so... service guarantees citizenship that's what i was yeah. going to say It's like almost like mass conscription in the guard it's a similar
2: yeah conquer yeah. enough world and, and perhaps we'll settle you on one one day i don't that ever actually happens i think they just like there are no there are no old retired guardsmen anywhere but that's the well there's uh, that one the that pit, works at right? the <laughs>
3: There's that one that works at the recruitment center where he's like the mobile <laughs> infantry, maybe the man I am today. He, he, he's got
1: power yeah, fish it, and Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. It'd make me the man I am today. The other four parts are over there in a box. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> it's like a holy Grail with black nate It's only a flesh wound.
1: Yes. Very yep. much so. Very, very much so. Um, I love it. I mean that's yeah, Starship Troopers is one of those quintessential like not just like action movies, but when you actually look at as much as where the Imperium is, as to where the Imperium goes, yeah. as well with that whole we're just you know it's a bug planet. Just gonna throw throw that at the. Um, just gonna throw that at the um, at the problem. You know that first. <laughs> I think it's Clendathu. I think it's I think it's Clendathu was the first one they go to. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I think that's amazing. I think yeah,
3: it's just it's just perfect. Yeah, and he's like 500,000 mobile infantry died on Clindathu or whatever.
0: Uh, I the the first hour or something, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's very it's that's very imperial army both heresy era and 40k.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's, I must say it's one of one of my uh one of my top movies here as well. Um, I do have. I tell you what. I do have one more movie that I want to throw out there, and it's just before we go on to the last thing I want us to have a have a quick chat about. Has anybody else seen *Mutant Chronicles*?
2: Yes, I have. I got the DVD. I played on. a little bit of it back in the day, but it is it a film or something, Jody? it, or- it, it, is, it is a, a movie. Film,
1: no. It is a movie. It is yeah, because it is a game. I mean, it is taken from that. Um it is a movie and it's beautifully grimdark. Yeah. Um and it's got a really interesting cast. I mean it's got um you've got Thomas Jane who played The Punisher. Yeah, well, L- going to so... Um you've got Devon uh, uh Aoki um who played I can't remember who the hell she played Um, She's in Sin City. She's really uh, little uh, Miho, I think it's El You've got Sean Pertry, John Malkovich. You know, you've got the, there's there's a, it's a really decent cast list. And what I love about this is this, this is what Hive, this is what I think of when it comes to like Hive warfare and the sort of the world being on the edge of being taken by. Either the chaos forces or even gene, you know, um, Tyranids, that sort of thing. It's a really—I I strongly suggest if you haven't seen it, it's in two thousand from two thousand eight. I'm sure you could probably find—you um, uh, could find it online somewhere. But it's a brilliant film. I mean, it's got that whole dirty dozen. Everybody's going to do this. I don't want to spoil it, but everybody's going to go and do this one last mission kind of jam, and it. It has a nice little twist at the end as well, which is a bit uh, a bit dark.
0: Yeah, those uh... are okay.
1: But um, I, I won't go into it because I want you guys to, if you get the chance, go and have a look at it. But if you want something that to give you like a really interesting atmosphere, or like an imperial hive world that's under sea, uh, hive that's under siege, or something along those lines, then go look at *Mutant Chronicles*. I think it's amazing. I think It is absolutely awesome film.
3: Hmm. Yeah, films made from movie or like you know that have to do with video games are not very good but yeah
1: well, um, to be fair I mean I've no I, I will admit I've not played the I've not played the game so I won't draw any comparisons but for um, it, I don't know if it was direct to video or anything like that kind of a film but it's not it's not a bad movie it's not great it's not a bad movie it's yeah it's it's up there it's sort of a highlander quality okay I'm going to be honest with a a sort of of highlander-esque quality Uh, there's a few chops here and there but you know it's a good (coughs) I would strongly recommend going and having a look at it Um, what else is there Uh, yeah that's about it um so rather rather than diving into that too much, because we can't really talk about that, um, what I would say is one thing I want to sort of round out because we've got the um, the, the uh, what to call it um, we've got the Eisenhorn series coming out, which is obviously taken off a large or a series of books. There's a lot of stuff to draw from when it comes to the heresy and other 40k. books. And stuff along those lines. So here's my question to each of you guys. I, I'd like your take on it. If you were to pick one book from the Heresy series,
3: mm.
1: not, not talking black books or red books, I'm talking like
3: the black story library.
1: books, black library stories, heresy only. If you had to take a story, which one would it be and why would you do that?
3: Is this to make into a mass market movie make... or a television show?
1: Yeah, to to, to 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 make into. I mean, you could you could do either format. Your choice. Which would you do and why?
3: I mean, and is this what you want to see or what you think would be successful?
1: I uh, fan casting. This is not about success because I think that's a whole. Oh, other perfect! Question. This is fan okay. casting. I want to go full fan casting on this one. And if you want to throw in actors and actresses, go nuts. But what's your what's your take? Anybody got anything they can think of? Because I could start off and maybe we can see if anybody else wants to wants to go with it. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, why don't
3: you start? Yeah. I
1: start because I have I, I, I did think about this.
3: I'll have Don't steal mine. <laughs> 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 well we'll see if it's
1: yours or not. <laughs> um so th- I've got lots of favorite books in there, but one story that interests me the most I would like to see on film, because I think it has the most fun elements through all of it. Is I think it's Mechanicum, okay, where, where we see the rebellion on Mars. Because I think the way I look at that story is there's lots of really cool, um, characters that are far more human when you've got things like the, the Titan Princeps, and okay, humans a bit of a work push when it comes to Magoses, but Magoses, um, you've got both sides of the conflict in there. You've got some fantastic action scenes, like when they go, whether you've got the entire knight household charge uh, to take out the uh, emissary of the war master. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got all yeah. that sort of stuff. And you've got the subplot going on with the, the dragon and the whole, you know, mechanicum, spirit of the mechanicum thing. So you've got this sort of plucky side quest, almost, almost Lord of the Rings. Frodo, Sam-esque kind of thing, but mm-hmm. not in the same way. Um, and I think, I, I don't know how I would do that. I don't think, I don't know if it'd be best as like a movie, a couple of movies, or a TV series, but that is a story I would love to see brought to brought to the screen. Um, and
3: you could have that, what is it, Cybernetica as well? Yeah. Alongside of it?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's
3: cool about the AI thing with the Raven Guard guy. And
1: yeah, you've got all those options there. I mean, there's, and I think that there's a lot of a lot of stuff you could build off if you wanted to do a whole "Let's go nuts and go have fun with this" sort of thing. Um, but I think that there is a, a lot of uh, a lot of fun elements in there that you could expand on and play with in in a in a movie. Um, yeah. or, or in an ongoing TV series because I mean if you think of it like uh, maybe I'd pitch it like, like the final series of Game of Thrones but good um,
3: <laughs> okay
1: well like six maybe five or six 90 minute pieces that tell this big story
3: yeah
1: like a limited series Kind yeah of I thing.
3: hope that that mini series idea becomes more prevalent yeah I prefer it to a running TV show where you have an episode every week or whatever.
1: Yeah, I think and I think it does well. Certain formats like, um, what is it, like Stranger Things, for example. If mm-hmm. you try to run that over 20, you know, what is it, 13 or 26 episodes. Yeah. So boring. But eight episodes, perfect. So mm-hmm. I would say there's like six episodes maybe of like 60 minutes to an hour for each one. Might give you enough time to sort of cross over, do all the fun stuff, and with that Game of Thrones esque budget, you could definitely get in there with the with the effects and stuff, mm-hmm. and have all the cool stuff happen. No, that's my pitch. Mechanicum, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones esque style. That's kind of what I'm going with. Who's who's up next? Who's got a thought?
0: I've got a thought, but it's more of a trilogy.
1: Go for it, man. I mean, you sell uh, it, pitch it as you want, dude. There's no restriction yeah. to it.
0: Well, I'm just thinking the first three Black Library books: Horus Rising, ah. False Gods, and Galaxy and Flames, and yes. do it and be a bit like the Lord of the Rings. So you get to know them over the first two, and the last one's just the the full on Galaxy and Flames. Nice. Yeah, it
3: would be quite excellent.
0: I think that would be a good way to like open it up into the the film film way.
2: Yeah, if you if you did if you did some sort of series like either full length feature films or yeah. even just like just like a a, a series of like hour long episodes or whatever and and covered those three bucks you could yeah. se- you could basically jump from there into any other theater of the war right and do it pretty easily because you conveniently sort of set up the entire well, that's it yeah because. Yeah, yeah. The, the end of the second book, he starts getting the
0: Wolves to go at the Prosper, Prosper, Prospero, so that could be a, another spin-off to it.
3: Yep. And at yep. the end
0: of the uh, Galaxy of Flames, you've got like Sir so, uh, Garrow trying to get back to Earth. Could be another one.
1: Yeah, definitely. I like it.
3: Yeah, you I could mean... even have two or three. I mean, obviously, we're dreaming here. You could even have two or oh. three of them going on at one time. The, yeah, you had the original no, three come out in theaters. No restrictions
1: yeah. on this is all fan casting. Go nuts,
3: right? Yeah, it's you had the like, original three come out in theaters, and then you have the others come out on TV. Yeah,
0: like, like many, many sort, many episodes and stuff like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: to fill in
1: Yeah, potential man, lots of potential. I like it. I mean, it is. To be fair, those books are really. Like the setup.
0: Oh, yeah. The, uh, if they do heresy, I think they should really start with there and actually yeah. have the first line being I was there when the Emperor killed it. Oh, uh, when yes. Horace killed the Emperor.
1: I was there the, the other day the heiress, yeah. uh, Horace killed the Emperor. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't know about anybody else, but the first time I read that, I got genuine goosebumps.
0: Yeah, I was like spoilers. Yeah.
1: shit! Love it, but yeah, it's brilliant, man. I mean, I absolutely, I love it. I think that's a great
3: Excellent, game.
1: Garrett. Lucas, either of you got a call on this one?
2: You know what? I have, I have two. In, I have two in yeah. mind. So, so Lucas can go ahead, and so I don't step on his toes and take his. uh Go ahead with no Okay. Yeah,
3: I think Outcast Dead.
1: Ooh, interesting choice.
3: And the reason I think that is because I think that it's like Eisenhorn. Okay. In the fact that there are relatable human characters, there are. It tells a story that um, is essentially a prison break movie. Yeah. So it's something that audiences will be familiar with, and. It breaks you into the, you know, you can, you can basically uh, give the what's going on in the galaxy in a 10-minute intro. And then do the movie. And then you can go from there. And it introduces every Traitor Legion, some of the Loyalists. It introduces the Thunder Warriors. It introduces the Imperial Army, Sisters of Silence, the Custodes. It introduces almost all the factions except for the Mechanicum.
0: Wow, pretty cool. Which could be but, easy uh, added in anyway because vehicle could be part of the security right. maintenance team. Exactly. The mechanical guys.
3: Exactly. Uh, I think that it, I think that that's, like I said, I think what they're doing with Eisenhorn is genius. I think that's the best place they could have started because it's essentially a detective show.
1: Yeah. Yeah
3: right yeah. so this is that's kind of my thought process is, uh, I think that you have to find something that isn't just battle porn yeah right you can't okay, pick battle for the abyss as your fucking tv show because oh, it will God, fail God. and no, no one will watch that garbage I would probably suggest <laughs>
0: no no fear maybe just
3: yeah. go and battle yeah 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 that's a good one but is also all fighting basically Yeah. so that's yeah so that's, you know, that, I don't think that's a good place to start. Don't get me wrong. I'd no. love to see that eventually. Oh, I don't yeah, think definitely. it's the best place to start. That's
1: fair. I like it.
3: So that's I, my idea.
1: No, I like it. I think it's a really good idea. I mean, I, I will say that is kind of why I went with Mechanicum. Because there, mm-hmm. I went with Mechanicum because there's a lot more human-esque characters in the story. Um, rather than it right. being majority of the, you know, eight foot tall space marine heart demigod god men, um, which I think is is always going to be a problem um, to put across mm-hmm. properly because, like you say, relatability. Um, but I think I think you actually you got a lot more out of it than I than I did with Mechanicum. I like that one. I really do. I really like the idea of Outcast. Ed, actually, it's not it's not one of those books that's. that's I don't know if it's a case of it's not overly well received, but it's definitely not up there in the top sort of five of most most readers. Yeah, I've it's not across. It's
3: not super popular.
1: But I think you're right for the adaptation to TV or something like that. That's a pretty good shout. I like it. I really like it. Uh, Garrett, what about you, bud? Any thoughts?
2: So uh, the one I'll talk about, I guess, it, it would not work as a standalone film. Like, it would need to... It would need to be made within the confines of like with an existing series, you know, like what Spuddy was saying, maybe kicking off like a series of films with the first three books as the basis, and then you could do other other stories. I would probably say, and I'm speaking like I'm speaking from a very selfish uh, place because I would just want to see one of the scenes. Translated to film because it would just make me laugh so much. But uh, <laughs> right. Betrayer, okay, uh, I think oh. it would make a pretty. It would make a, It would make an enjoyable film if you could appreciate what was happening. Like it would not be a good standalone. You could yeah. not just make Betrayer into a film and send it to theaters because you know the general public would not would not understand what the f- what the fuck was going on. But if it was framed in in. Uh, the right way yeah I think it would be a really good book to do a film because like you have the war right on Armatura. like that would be really interesting you see the way the different legions fight and stuff there's the duel between karn and what's his name there the ultramarines guy yeah, yeah but yeah. Um, going to uh, New Syria would be great too because you could do you could do like flashbacks right? back to like Angron's rebellion you could and <clears throat> this the scene i'm thinking about is um Angron when he when he when he marches into the throne room like and there's the the little the little kid leader and he yes. he kills the two people like he cr- he crushes the one chick's head with his fist cuz she suggested that like oh he's the angron that abandoned his people in like it, it, but right before the final battle, and he freaks out, and then he he beats up and and crushes the head of the other guy with his boot. Like it would yeah, just he like that. those dudes. Yeah, and it's just like it would it would be so great to see the characters that are in that book, like Argoltal and Karn and and Lorgar and Angron. I think it would just be it would make for a really good film. I think if if you could fit it into part of a series of Warhammer films, so the context was there, because it would definitely not be a good introduction to the material for people that are not already aware of what Warhammer is. But utilized correctly, it would be it would be a great movie, I think.
1: Yeah. So once, what, yeah, it'd be part of the. W the H H U or something the Horus Heresy universe, <laughs> yeah H H U the Huey the Hue hey or whatever the Horus Heresy expanded universe um, yeah no I could see that one I could see that one being a fun one um, I do I do love me a bit of Betrayer so and you've got you've got the sort of bromance between Uncle Tal and and uh, Khan in there as well so. Yeah, there's a there's a. Lot you got Lorgar,
2: you got Lorgar being so badly blasted with plasma that he almost dies. Like it's got everything, really.
1: And you've got Agro bench pressing a. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't care what your special effects budget is; it goes on that, and it is epic.
3: Right, everybody else is like using pool noodles and shit, but that scene looks great. Yeah, fuck
1: it. everybody's got laser pointers, pool noodles, and cap guns. Well, that's yeah. what it should be. <laughs> I can live with that. I don't see anybody having a problem with that. I can live with that. I mean, it just—it's like I'd
3: pay a decent amount of money to watch Anger and beat the fuck out of a bunch of Ultramarines with some pool noodles.
1: These are this is of and cool father, and they're like a red and a green pool you noodle. Know, it's, like, <laughs> <rah! laughs> it's like so. Where did the effects budget? Oh, right, that's where the effects budget yeah. went. Yeah. yeah we well, we built back.
3: an animatronic warhound titan. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> you'd have to s- you'd out. have to spend a fair amount of the budget on on ch- on chain revving sounds for that film. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of idea. there's a lot of chain weapons revving in that book.
1: Who would you have to play anger on? Though that's the question.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, I kind of I know this sounds weird. I'd kind of want a really, really, really angry, angry Dwayne Johnson, like The Rock. <laughs> he could do it. Yeah. Just I know I I don't care about skin, skin color or tone or anything along those lines. I just think him, he would be just like properly. There's a potential for him to be properly intense, and I think that would be pretty cool. Um, I, I think that would be a fun one. Um, you get the guy know. that
3: played the Mountain. Yes. Oh, he would be he's a big dude. Yeah, he beats the shit out of people.
2: Yeah, he's really he's- good. At, he's really good at guttural screams too, and like <laughs> right. yelling.
3: As long as he can do the
2: <laughs> heavy anyway. breathing.
3: What what book is it where they have a wet leopard growl?
1: <laughs> oh that's uh oh. It's that, a that burning, I thought I was burning yeah, a yeah. It's very first meets <laughs> the first yeah, when he really describes meeting Lehman Ross for the first time. Yeah. And it's like wet leopard growl. It's like pissed off cat? I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been drowned and now. I'm just I'm just a fucked off kitty cat. That's how annoyed I am. It's like, not exactly how I managed uh, imagined the uh, Russ to be, but you know, mm-hmm. still cool exposition, I guess, in character description. Go with it. <laughs> oh, shit, um, but yeah, I mean, those are some great options. I think another, just randomly, to rattle off a couple more that I was thinking about: Legion. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was, was going to say
3: next.
1: Yeah, I think Legion would be a good one. Uh, because I think there's again, it's that human interaction
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, and what's going on there. It's kind of cool. Yeah,
3: the only reason I didn't say Legion is because Legion's my favorite book. I the only reason I didn't say Legion is because you have to have that context.
1: Yeah, uh, and that is a thing with these stories. I mean, that is um, that I must admit that's Legion is my is number two because Betrayal for me is number one.
3: I can uh, understand that. I can respect that.
1: Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength there in a <laughs> way. But do you know another one? I would, I would just because it's something I would want to see is betrayal at Kalf mm-hmm. The whole yeah. betrayal at Kalf where Kalf comes oh, yeah. down, and because you've got things like you've got um, John Grammaticus showing up in there. You've got um, what's his name, uh, Pearson You've got that sort of there's that sort of story aspect to it. You've got all the stuff going down, but then you've got the world-ending stuff like the the ship striking planet fall and, and stuff like that. And just yeah, that would be super that,
3: cool to see in cinema,
1: just to see that happen. I mean, it'd be like Deep Impact, but you know, with shit we care about instead of you know meteoroids, meteor you know, asteroids and shit hitting the Earth. Um, it's just just see the starships plough in and oh yes, that.
3: And, like, when they do that thing where they, like, fuck up the sun? Yes. Yeah. That could be yeah. a very cool effect, right?
1: Yeah. And, the de- and, of course, you've got the demons showing up as well. And Erebus is there and all that sort of stuff going
3: on. And... Do you reckon you could do the whole Unremembered Empire storyline as one long film? a series of films maybe yeah
2: probably not you'd have to you'd have to break it up a little bit i think or do really? it as a
3: TV show
1: yeah i think that one that one could work quite well as a tv show in that in yeah like that a aspect. 10
3: episode miniseries or whatever yeah, yeah. Again,
1: again it'd be mini series esque um i think if it it would go it would get cut down quite a bit but i think you could get a lot of the a lot of the important stuff going over and then you know it, it would be I mean, there's so much in there. I mean, you wouldn't want to. Cu- I wouldn't want to cut out the stuff with the Primarchs. No. But, but there's a lot of story without them as well. So I mean, there's you know, there's key elements and stuff like that. And but I think again, it's it, you'd almost need context to it, right? Why are the space walls there? Why are the space walls showing up? What's this big war going on around them? And why is this? You know, there's a lot. There's there's always questions. But I think if with a bit of with a bit of setup, yes, I think it would be an amazing mini-series.
2: It's really a blessing when you talk about um, when you talk about the Horus Heresy books and really any Warhammer books. It's a blessing and a curse, right? Because one of the great things about it is that there's so much material. There's like you know fifty plus books, and that's just Heresy stuff. <clears throat> but and you know pe- people like people like us that are really deep in all it takes is for the next one to come out and we just read it but mm-hmm. from an accessibility place like you can't really you can't really have you can have no clue about any of this stuff you can't just walk into a bookstore and just pick up a book and read it and really feel like you know what the fuck's going on like it's not enough just to read the back of it, and be like, "Oh, uh, uh, a galaxy-wide civil war grips the Imperium," and and so and so, you know, like you, you, you don't need... understand the gravity of it, yeah. right? And you, and yeah. you don't like so so many of the books are dependent on other other books in the series and other sources, right? Like yeah. you don't you 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 don't fully you don't get a, an accurate snapshot of, of any, like, just take any of the Primarchs, for example, you don't get an accurate snapshot of them by looking at one of the novels that they appear in. You have to look at them through different times, different circumstances, yeah. to really yeah. understand their motivations and what's happened, and um, like, the the ver- the whole thing is that, you know, we're, a civil war has gripped the entire the entire galaxy, so... You know, people have switched sides, the status quo is is messed up, right? So like somebody could pick up a heresy book and start reading it and be like, okay, these are the quote unquote good guys, these are the quote unquote bad guys, but really like they were all on the same side not long ago. Is anybody really a good guy or a bad guy? Like, you know what I mean? You you lose you lose a lot of the nuance that's really obvious to us. If you don't have the, the like foundation knowledge of the, um, of the IP. So if films or, or series are ever made, you have like, they would have to really set it up. So, um, so the, the shock of the, of the betrayal is like, it means something, right? It's not just like, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. Like, You'd Mm -hmm. almost have to set up – yeah, so you you get a a better appreciation of the the size of the conflict, but also, like, why it's such a shocking betrayal and it's not just two forces opposed to each other.
1: Yeah, I get you. I mean, there is – so there there would most definitely have to be um, uh, some sort of opening exposition. I mean, this is the thing. This is what – a drawback to something we actually talked about earlier – Um, I'm not trying to get lost in the conversation I'm going to go into. Uh, Star Wars does it brilliantly because immediately you're like you get your exposition at the beginning of Star Wars. Uh, This is what is going on. Uh, It's like, you know, you get your your yellow screen and everything the text rolls up, then immediately pop, you're straight into the action you have this whole thing, you get introduced to this little light ship running from the running from the big ship gets captured. You get the exposition with Leia and with um, Vader and all that, and then suddenly, bam! Within the first ten minutes, you're caught up.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
1: kind of something yeah. that you need. I think this is where Outcast Dead would actually do a great job because you can get away with that and then focus in on the prison break kind of aspect of it it has the potential. Um, yeah. At least in my head, when I look at it, I don't think on those, those sorts of things. But I think, again, this is sort of the thing that makes me a little bit sad about the, the heresy over things like the Eisenhorn stuff and things like that is that it's such a big, such a big IP, such a big piece of information to take in that it's quite possible that we just, it will just never happen because it's so big.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Which is a real shame. Which is a real shame. I mean, I would love to see them do Gaunt's Ghosts. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. And I think
3: they could do that pretty easily. I yeah. think that's a logical next step after Eisenhorn.
1: I hope so. I hope it's the next step, because it was. it's a bit more of the uh, like the battle porn, the Bolter porn kind of style. But there is it's far more relatable, and there's a lot more to it.
3: Well, I think it's better if you think about it not just in the Gaunt's Ghosts, uh, you know, uh, not just Gaunt's Ghosts, but the Sabbat worlds.
1: Yes, the, that campaign would be. So brilliant. then you
3: can include the Titan Death, or I'm um, not Titan Death, Titanicus. You can include uh, Double Eagle. You've got oh, a huge,
1: yeah, no, I think that's actually really, really well put, Lucas. I think you're right, is that you've got this space to do something um, and you've got the material to do something with it. Um, moreover, which, yeah, I mean, I, I love the, I love that original run of the Sabat Crusade just in the... Because there's a lot of different different types of stuff going on in there. And I mean, you've got I think my favourite... And I still can't remember the name of the, the novel... But it's where where they you basically have like the Dirty Dozen at the end, where you've got this one little chimera of people coming up. The, the it's one of the big tank battle at the end. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think of it. It's just it, there's just so many different types of um, movie you know stories within that one big overarching storyline. I'm trying to say, and I love it. Yeah, um, I agree. Goons would be amazing. Right there, gents. Is there anything else we want to add to this? We've, we've I think we've barely scratched the surface on, on movie-related stuff, but there's only so much we can scratch the surface on. Um, you know, it's a big topic, and maybe we'll come back to it one day, but is there anything anything pressing that you guys wanted to throw out as far as the, what we've been talking about?
3: I think we covered anyone, it. Yeah, does anybody want to talk more? If we have more time, does anybody want to talk more about Eisenhower series?
1: Well, if you've got some information, we can definitely talk about that. But uh, I don't want you to, to get too dragged into this for an episode, so we don't. So we can uh, we can always talk about that a little bit, and maybe even make that its own its own conversation. That could be an interesting yeah.
3: thing. Okay. How about, how about uh, we do
1: that? We make the next episode all about Is- the talking about Eisenhower.
3: Okay. Then, so, uh, if before you do that, yeah. Uh, if you have time, which I understand that it's quite arduous, but if you watch Man in the High Tower, you'll get a feel for what Eisenhorn could be like.
1: I've heard good things about Man in the High Tower.
3: It's the director who's doing Eisenhorn.
1: Really? Okay, well, then I, I shall make an effort for that, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> So question gents, do I, before so we wrap up, normally we wrap up an episode where we talk about um, sort of like what's coming up. I mean, we have Scandis in a couple of weeks coming up. Uh, a few weeks after that, at the beginning of November, we've got our Cult of Paint military modeling course uh, coming out. Tickets are still available. We'd love to see people come along to that course. You're going to learn how to do uh, lots of different techniques. If you're unsure about what I'm talking about, go back and have a listen to the episode with um, with uh, Henry we have when Freddie and I sat down and had a chat with Henry a few episodes ago and we talked about what's going to be happening on the course Um, so we'd love to have everybody along come along for that one you get the tickets through the Cult of Paint website uh, and it's going to be held up in Stockholm so we'll help with uh, whatever travel information we can do any of you guys have any uh, events going on or anything you want to shout out before we wrap the episode up
3: I've got nothing on the calendar right now.
1: Okay, no. nothing on your calendar right now, Garrett. Everything your way, bud. Uh,
2: nor do I really right now. I'm I'm uh, anxiously awaiting um, Adepticon yes. uh, tickets. That's sort of the next uh, big thing because that'll dictate um, hobby wise what takes me through from uh, you know November to March. So. Uh, no, I don't. I don't really have anything specific um, on the calendar, but that's uh, I'm excited. Excited to get uh, to to see what um, <coughs> what uh, what uh, Firix and uh, Gray Legion and and those guys have uh, planned for another fun year at Adapticon.
1: Uh Adepticon, it's on my it's on my on my hobby bucket list. I must admit, it would be very cool to make that one. One day, one day it shall happen. Uh, Spuddy, what about you, bud? Do you got anything?
0: Uh, just see a company of legends in the week's time for me, even just keep my eyes open for next year, really.
1: Ah, wow! We really sure. should I can. I can say this: we will be uh, as of scan this weekend. We'll be re- releasing our, our sort of schedule scheduling plans for next year. So uh, hopefully, everybody who is uh, listening will keep an eye out and then see what events we've got coming up next year um they're going to be a lot of fun i promise you that much we're going to have some real fun and hopefully some events that people who are traveling from outside of sweden can attend just simply by making it easier to bring an army over so <laughs> we're going to do our best on that one as well um awesome. other, other than that guys i'm gonna wrap this one up in a bow and um, we're going to call this episode done thank you very much for the three of you coming on and for continuing to support the show and be part of our patreon group we really appreciate it um uh, we are going to be retooling things when it comes to Patreon over the next few months because uh, I want to see things change. So we're going to we're going to make some changes coming up for that. Um, but if you're listening to it, you like what listening to this. Sorry, I like what we we've, we've been talking about, what we've been doing. Fancy a chance of coming onto the show or just generally supporting us? Go along to Patreon.com forward slash the Heresy. All our information is there. Step into these guys' shoes, and uh, I we greatly appreciate it. It means the world to us. So, um, all right, guys. I'm going to say it's a good night from me. It's a good night from them. And remember, guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on the streets. Be fulgrim in the sheets. And try not to lose your head. This is the Virgin Heresy podcast. Signing off. Let the, body the Let, the, body the, Let the, body the Let the body sit-